Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the No More Wasted Days podcast. As always, I'm your host, Liam Kreider, and today I'm joined by Deontay... Um, how do you say your last name? Hortedo. Hortedo. No, it's Hurtado. Hurtado. Okay. Yeah. My, Deontay my brain, Hurtado, my, my, ladies and gentlemen. My, my brain always goes to Hurtado. Hurtado. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. You know what? You can say it how you want. You know, Hurtado, Hurtado, Potato, Potato. Allow it. So yeah, hopefully, hopefully our mics will work, or your mic will work this time, and it's all good. You won't La- be so quiet. Last I think podcast, I thought was like three the best three hour conversation I think I ever had. It was really good, and you know, did you end up, ever end up going back and listening? I to did it? end up going back and listening, not to the entire thing, but maybe like an hour <laughs> it and a half of long. it. It it was really long, but you know, I listened to the whole Alex Jones podcast, and I like myself better than Alex Jones, so you, know, I <laughs> you owe that to yourself. Shot. Pardon me? You owe that to yourself. I owe that to myself. <laughs> I do. Mm. I wonder if there's... There's got to be people who like Alex Jones more than they like themselves, right? Oh, I don't know. Alex Jones is pretty likable. He's a funny dude. I think I'll give funny. him that. I love it when he gets on the <laughs> Joe Rogan podcast. And like... <laughs> he had, it was Joe Rogan had uh, Alex Jones and... Uh, uh, Eddie Bravo, Eddie Bravo on, mm. and they're like arguing about who's more like whose theories are more insane. Like that's so stupid. Why would you believe that? And then uh, uh, Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo are like, "All right, Alex Jones, we're gonna put you on." Uh, was it was it Joe Rogan and Eddie Bravo? They're like, "We're gonna put you on a charter to the South Pole to prove to you that the Earth is round." Or maybe maybe no, it was it was the other way around. It was Joe Rogan and Alex Jones. Who said they were going to send Eddie Bravo to the South Pole to prove that the Earth isn't flat? I surely hope. And then the moment that he said that, like Eddie Bravo's like, "No, I got too much shit to do. I can't do that." Is Eddie Bravo <laughs> really a flat earther? Oh yeah, he doesn't believe space is real. He's like, "We've never seen pictures. There's never been pictures of the world." And he's like, "Yes, yes, there have." He's yeah, like, dude. But those are fake. It's like, oh, <laughs> you know. I never really heard of flat earthing until like, you know, two two years ago yeah. it started circulating and I really want to believe that some people, and I know there are some people that just go along with it for the oh, gag. there's definitely some trolls, yeah. But, you know, I want to know the percentage of flat earthers that are actually that dumb. I, I, sorry, folks. There's a strong relationship to Christianity. No. Yeah. Oh my goodness. It was because they don't want to believe there's anything above God, right? Well, they just think God's in the sky, but then you're like, but there's space. And they're like, no. Yeah, well, space and God can coexist. I don't think, I think, if anything, the fact that there is such a large universe is more, if anything, of a compliment to God's power. If you if you look at it from that perspective, I don't think you need to eliminate the vastness of space to uh, I don't justify that there is a God. That just that doesn't compete with me, and I don't know how they process See, that yeah, thought. Yeah, just, I, I agree with that because you're a man of faith, right? Uh, yeah, I'm a man, I, I'm I'm spiritual, and I'm not sure exactly where I I stand, but I do believe that there's a creator. Yeah. Um. Yeah, a creator, or at, le- at least a force. Some sort of force. Yeah, I was watching Star <laughs> Wars, but you know, there there is a force or or creator. I do believe that. Yeah. No, because I I I can I can fuck with the idea that like. I mean, you, the fact that you can't believe in God if there's something above the sky, like, mm-hmm. what the fuck is that? Then, like, how weak is your faith, right? Because, yeah. mm-hmm. like, I'm not a man of faith. Like, people know that. But, like, if you want to believe, then believe. But, like, how like how, how, how fragile is your faith? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I agree with the like, statement. That suddenly, like, this thing that we can logically prove, mm-hmm. like, 
Like, it's space. It's there. You, you go through the sky, and then you're in space. No. Funny enough, you open the first page of the Bible. Yeah. Across the seven days, God created the sun. God created the stars. Yeah. You know, it, it's... it's Honestly, there's yeah. The, the first page of the Bible <laughs> is supporting supporting evidence that there is a universe and yeah. it was created by the big man. And yeah. if, if you're a flat earther and you sit on that theory to support support your faith, like I don't know, go open the book, man. There's a there's a flat earther meetings uh, spot in Hope. Where? In Hope. Oh, oh yeah. Of course, it's in Hope. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's like a diner or something, and they meet there like once a month or something. I, oh my God, my girlfriend and I were at this diner and I saw a flat earth poster. Yeah. And I, I, I just, I'm just remembering now. I didn't realize that they do that every month. Yeah. I don't it's, know if it's every month, but yeah, they totally meet up there. Yeah. As quasi regular. Well, that, that diner. But what did they boomers. talk about? They're like, man, the earth is so flat. And they're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe. It's just a people of that IQ. It's just a club that they can all relate to each other. Yeah. I'm so sorry. If, if I actually have any flat earther friends and you then genuinely you probably just, shouldn't have flat earther I, friends. I, I, <laughs> I would love to discuss this with you guys just to hear your thoughts. I've never spoken to a flat earther. There, I've never ever seen one good flat earther. Like, they're all like completely in the face of basic science. Mm-hmm. Like, there's one where like a flat earther takes like... Uh, a level onto an airplane and they're like they're like look i'm gonna fly from this side of america to this side of america and you watch the bubble on the level doesn't change at all right but if we're if the earth was round then it should be like going towards one end now oh. and like you that gravity works perpendicular to the center of the ob of the massive object Right? So, like, that's the whole fucking point, you dingling. And you just happen to be on the flat spot, the the top that's the part that's at the top when you take off in that one spot in America. Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so anywhere else in the world, a level wouldn't work. Mm. <laughs> Honestly, this is where we need Elon Musk to step in. You know, if there's any problem solver just out eliminate there, them? It's, it's Mr. Musk. No, 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 not eliminate them. <laughs> oh. That's not sure, the resolution sure I was I'm, going for. I'm sure you'd have some pretty good. I'm sure you'd have some pretty good. Uh, pretty good ideas. This guy's. This guy's pretty cool. You know, he's just sending a Tesla into space just for the fun of it. Why doesn't he, on his next expedition, send a couple flat earthers up, show them the shit, bring them back down? I don't know. And... If he, I don't know if he sent anybody alive up on SpaceX. Yeah, that should be a, well, when, he, okay. when he decides well, the flat, to. The flat earthers can be the test subjects. Yeah, exactly. We, 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 how, how much are we going to lose? Like a collective twenty IQ, right? All together, the, a shared twenty IQ. Did you hear about the guy who built like a steam-powered rocket to prove that he's like a limousine driver, and he's like, "I'm going to build a steam-powered rocket and prove that the Earth is flat," and launch himself like twenty thousand feet in the air? It's like, dude, you can hike a mountain higher than twenty thousand feet, you idiot! <laughs> did did this steam rocket go through? I think it did. I think it was it. I want to hold on. I'm going to find out exactly how high. Yo, I don't Jamie, think it was 20,000 feet. Pull that up, Jamie. Pull that shit up. Okay, hold on. I'm going to. Hold on. Google here. Uh. Oh, that's a useful height. Okay, here we go. Google says a successful launch on March 24th, 2018. Resulted in his reaching a height of 1,875 feet, 
and a hard landing in the Mojave Desert. The steam-powered rocket launched at a sharp angle to avoid falling back to Earth on public land and landed about 1,500 feet away from the launch point. That's okay, so he wanted it to be 5,000 feet. Okay. He wanted it to be 5,000 feet. He made it 1,875 feet. Well, An airplane flies at 35,000 feet, yeah. a standard jet airliner, mm-hmm. and you still can't see the curvature of the Earth from that height. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what mr mike hughes i I commend you for i mean the fact that you launched yourself in a homemade rocket i'm not sure it's a homemade rocket i'm not yeah i'm not sure (laughs) you know it's incredible that someone could and a steam like how much power do you think you can get out of steam oh it's just it's crazy that that you could create someone at home could create essentially a a plane or, or, or a missile you know what? What sort of resources? Do you, I, I want to look into that. That's actually really. Well, you know the story about the kid, like the kid who made a nuclear reactor in his garage. No. He was like this Boy Scout or something, incredibly smart, and he was like collecting uh, uh, radioactive materials from smoke alarms mm. and building a nuclear reactor out of it. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and then like suddenly like the fbi got alerted to the fact that someone at this resident was buying mm. a lot of smoke alarms i didn't realize that smoke i think i actually heard of this but i kind of forgot i didn't realize smoke alarms when you buy the smoke alarms there's like a little radioactive symbol on it huh i think it's a mericium i think it is anyway uh yeah he they found out that it was just a kid so they didn't really know what to do about it <laughs> send him to guantanamo yeah, bay right that's that's what you do with bad kids is put them in Guantanamo Bay. I just got spanked. Like the. I gotta bring back the spanking. Yeah. Spank the shit out of my kids. Oh yeah, spank your kids, man. Oh, if you're listening to this little Johnny. <laughs> oh I'm boy, you, buddy. <laughs> Later. You shouldn't be listening to this shit, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Keep oh, listening, man. and that's your punishment. <laughs> yeah. You gotta listen to me rant about my 21 year old conspiracy theories. God. I this whole thing about not spank your kids like spanking mm-hmm. your, like spanking isn't painful it, no it's it, not. it hurts when there's the the, the initial impact mm-hmm. hurts and then the pain goes away yeah. it's all about realigning the status quo mm-hmm. it's all being like remember you're the kid and i'm the adult and mm-hmm. you listen to me mm-hmm. i was spanked when i was a kid and i turned out mostly fine yeah yeah no uh, <laughs> same here i got spanked and uh you know, I, I don't think there's an issue with discipline. I think there's certain boundaries you don't want to cross. Like, you don't want to hit kids in the face. Yeah. That's a no-no. You don't want to be punched at them. You yeah, no, open hand below the waist. Mm-hmm. That's the law. Mm-hmm. And and you really shouldn't be relying on spanking no, as your it's a No, la- it's a last resort. It, is, it really should be a last resort. Um, You know, if you need to rely on spanking to if you feel like you need to do that to keep a kid in line, you probably need to reevaluate, you know. Your parenting style. Yeah, your parenting style in general. Um, but that being said, I don't think spanking is, is an issue, you know, if you're going to do it in, what's the word? In a, in a reasonable amount. Yeah. Like when you've tried everything else, Mm -hmm. like their bedtime was two and a half hours ago. Yeah. They're being, they're running around, they're being loud. You just want to go to bed. They're being shitty. Like they're not listening to you. And it also helps when, uh, they have siblings. Yeah. Because it's a very embarrassing thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what's worse than spanking? What? When my uh, uh, very rare, but soap and mouth. Man, I got that I, I when you swear. Up, I take up spanking any day. <laughs> oh yeah, I eat a bar of soap. Apparently, one thing something parents do now is hot sauce. <laughs> they do like a spoonful of Tabasco sauce to make their kids eat that. Yeah, Which, like, on one hand, like, yeah, I get it, but also like their buttholes, like they're, <laughs> <laughs> they're soft, gentle, <laughs> <laughs> supple young buttholes. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like a, it's a reminder. Twenty hours later, <laughs> it starts coming out. Oh. <laughs> have you ever had uh, the Bobby Wings? You were there. I was there. You I didn't were have there any. on Bobby Wing night. I had like a little bit. That shit was like I, no, you man. put it on your lip and your lip goes numb. <laughs> you start crying. I can't believe. Shout out to Daniel Young Nam Joe, my man's. I can't believe Young Nam. you ate ten. This like yeah, I had one. He made wing. like two hundred eighty bucks that night. He made a lot of money. Yeah, we all put context of the story. We were out for a, a, a dinner, a bunch of friends. I think it was a, actually it was a work party, and uh, yeah, we all put a little bit of money on our friend, one of our coworkers, to eat these spicy wings, like the spiciest wing the Vancouver type of thing. You need to sign a waiver for, and yeah, he he made it. Through he signed a uh, waiver for one, and he ordered a pound. Yeah, he ordered ten. Yeah, very. Proud and of it him. was like it was like for every one that he ate, like it was like. It was like a, a pledge thing, right? It's like everybody, every person was like, for every one that you eat, I'll give you a dollar, I'll give you five dollars, even ten dollars, mm-hmm. and then if you eat them all, we'll throw on an extra like fifty dollars on top of that. Yeah, two hundred eighty bucks later, I was like dabbing his face like a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> he was so sweaty, <laughs> sweating out of every orifice. And, and I remember like the next three days, he told me the wings were bad, but the shits, oh god, were unbelievable. So when you go to Subway. Do you uh, put jalapenos on? I, when I go to Subway, I get everything except for pickles, and well, that's really it. Everything except for pickles. I love banana peppers. I love jalapenos. Yeah, I don't get olives. Yeah, I'm I'm light olives. That's that's I the have, only thing. Mm-hmm. Like but heavy onions. So I always get I always get I always get jalapenos. But the thing about jalapenos is there's you never know how spicy they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. you can eat entire jalapeno pepper and you're fine. Mm-hmm. But like one time, Sarah and I went to. Uh, Subway and we got jalapenos and I don't I usually get like light jalapenos I yeah. don't get a lot I just want a little bit of spice mm-hmm. and I took a bite of half a jalapeno like I was taking a bite and I broke through half jalapeno it was so fucking spicy I had to throw the rest away yeah. like my mouth was burning for like six minutes after half this jalapeno you know what's crazy to me is chili peppers they are small you know they're 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 like maybe the length of your pinky at most yeah um me, me and my girlfriend, one of her favorite breakfasts is uh, stir-fry, tofu, um, peppers, onions, all, all, all the yams. And one chili pepper makes the whole thing a nice spice. I nice. like to have two. It's like a little spicier, but one, and it's just, these things are tiny. Absolutely tiny. They're super skinny. Like, let, like the width of a straw, and as long as your pinky, yeah. and it spices up the whole thing. Yeah. So Do you cut it up, or do you just drop it in? Oh, no, we, we cut it up. And yeah. she likes to remove the seeds, which are the spice. We remove the seeds, and you still, just from the skin, you get this spice to your meal. Have you so ever had chili peppers on, like, dried chili flakes on watermelon? No. Do it. Watermelon. And, and like, chili so you take watermelon, take mm-hmm. a slice of watermelon, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. sprinkle some salt onto it, mm-hmm. like some kosher salt or some grain salt or pink Himalaya salt or whatever. And then you sprinkle a little bit of chili flakes on it, and you eat that. Game changer. You'll never be able to eat regular watermelon again. Man, things you just didn't think would work together. Apparently, it's a, apparently it's a it's a it's a Thai thing. Like they do. That's how they eat oh, okay. it. Okay, I was thinking that sounds like a Kentucky thing. <laughs> I don't know. Americans don't like spice. That's true. Americans like get they like salt. sauce. They like they like, like salt and grease. <laughs> I love spice. They put pepper on their fucking. They put pepper on there. Ooh, not too much. They're like, well, that's spicy. <laughs> Did you know that pepper was what uh, caused the expansion of China? 
Pepper. Pepper was the spice of the spice mm. of the spice trade. Yeah, I, mean, I, I. It was worth tons of money. Why do they call it the Silk Road, not the Pepper Road? Silk Road was different because it was a silk trade. Yeah, and that was a different time. I'm assuming. I'm not entirely sure. Was my dad's reading like this brief history of the world right now, mm. and he was like talking about how the expansion of China was completely based off of the spi- pepper spice. Mm. I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly Google that as well. Hold on. China, China, China. China used to be on my list of places I must visit, but you know, day by day, it just becomes a little bit. Not I, I guess scary is the word to me. Of a, of a powerhouse of a country, to say the least. Okay, here we go. Uh, the spice trade refers to the trade between historical civilizations in Asia, Northeast Africa, and Europe. Spices such as cinnamon, cassia, cardamom, ginger, pepper, and turmeric were known and used in antiquity for commerce in the Eastern world. Mm. And whenabouts was the spice trade uh, at its height? Uh... By mid-7th century AD, after the rise of Islam, Arab traders started plying these maritime routes and dominating the Western Indian. Uh, within specific regions, uh, had pioneered the Red Sea route before the 1st century AD. So about 2,000 years ago. Okay, so quite early. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, but it was pepper. Pepper was the one that was worth the most. And because... I mean, part of it was like England can't grow anything flavorful. Nope. Have you ever been to England? No, but I'm friends with Jack, so that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, buddy. He, he's not a spicy boy. <laughs> <laughs> when I went to England, I found that their uh, their meals tended to be quite bland. Mm-hmm. Kind of sim- similar to America. I can imagine. Uh, it was a lot of boiled meat and salt. Boiled? Yeah, they boil their meat. Yuckers. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, I forgot to get a piece of paper and a pen before we started this. Oh, well, there you go. There's a piece Glad of paper. I hope that's not homework. Pen. Oh, that's uh, that looks like homework that's to me. Not homework. Oh, I was explaining to someone. Do you what... do math for fun? Do you know what a Do you know what a parsec is? A parsec? Yeah. Like from Star Wars. Well, the... a parsec is an actual thing. Oh, really? Yeah. What Hold on, I'll, ex- I'll explain you what a, a parsec is. Parsec run. No, I, I ran the Kessel run in 12 parsecs. Ah, okay. I thought it was a parsec run. Ooh. <laughs> okay. I'm a casual. So, a parsec is a unit of measurement. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this length or time? Length. Okay. Um, so I ran it in 12 parsecs is not an actual way to explain it, but they explain it away in solo because he like goes through Anyway. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I'm visualizing it. Anyway, um, so what a parsec is, is... Do you know what an astronomical unit is? An astronomical unit? Yeah. No. It's the distance from the Earth to the Sun. Oh, yes. Okay. Now I do. So do you know what... uh, Do you know what a line that subtends an angle is? A line that subtends? Yeah. No. Okay, so when you have an angle... Yes. You can fit... I'm drawing this on a piece of paper for people who are listening. Mm-hmm. When you have an angle, yes, you can fit a line between that angle. Oh, right. Now it's a triangle. Right. So you can kind of right. So basically, depending on if you have a line, let's say of unit length one. Yep. 
And if it's immediately beside your angle, it's going to be a very wide angle. Right? Mm -hmm. So as you move that line of unit length one further away mm -hmm. from the pivot point, the angle gets smaller. Mm -hmm. Right? Yep. So what a parsec is, is when you have uh, an angle that is subtended by one astronomical unit. Mm-hmm. Okay, and the angle that corresponds to that distance between the two lines is one thirty-six hundred, three thousand six hundredth of a degree. Does that make sense? Oh, okay. And the parsec is the distance between the astronomical unit and the center point. Okay. So that's that is one parsec. Mm-hmm. And is this one astronomical unit to the middle? No, no. This, this, the line that's subtending the angle mm -hmm. is one astronomical unit. Okay. One parsec. So this is actually massive. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll just Google how far one, uh, how long a parsec is. Uh, let's go in light years because that doesn't make that's a number is way too big. So one parsec is three point two six light years. So it takes light to travel three point two six light years. years. Yeah, huh? It's oh. a very very long distance. Yeah, because the world the universe is so massive, mm -hmm. light years doesn't. Yeah, there's a certain point when light years becomes tens of millions of light years. It's crazy to me. To At a certain point, distance universe. doesn't mean anything anymore. Distance doesn't mean anything. Right. What do you think? I don't know, kind of going, I'm, I'm, I'm the simpleton. What do you think is at the end of the universe? Mm. Like when you get to the, the furthest, the edge. the edge, do you think you can go beyond the edge? Uh, Given you could travel. So, so in, in, in my mind, in my mind that doesn't know that knows very little about physics and very little about astronomy, you would go back in time. So there's a point, there's a, a black spot in space that they, because they basically mapped all of the night sky with the Hubble telescope yeah. and not, not in super high resolution, but there is one black spot in space yeah. where the light from that point hasn't reached as yet, wow. which means it's moving away from us faster than the speed of light. Oh. Um, so we don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> Uh, it hurts my brain. And in theory, once you get there, that's that's the beginning of time, right? Yo. So at, at that one spot, so like, oh, man. like space isn't a perfect sphere, right? Mm -hmm. It's <clears throat> expanding out in all directions. It's expanding out in all directions, but yeah. expanding out in all directions at different speeds, mm -hmm. right? So you kind of get like this, mm -hmm. like it's got like spires and little things sticking off of it. Yeah. In all directions. Uh, so there's one spot that the way I see it is you have like this blobby mess with like shit sticking off of it. And then there's one particularly long one and that's the black spot that when we look at it, yeah, I could have got to be traveling from the center of the universe. At the yeah. I, 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 I could be totally wrong on mm -hmm. that, but that's what I think it is. It's, I don't know how time relates to existence. It, it's really, you know, when you think about time, it just doesn't make sense. You know, I, I can't comprehend it. I don't think we're meant to comprehend it. No, the it human everything. brain cannot comprehend time and distance. That being said, if the universe were to, you know, 
stay still for a second. I could pause time and I could yeah. go to the end of the universe. I think for me, I've always thought just beyond the furthest star mm-hmm. is just empty space. You know, there's space between all the planets and, you know, it's just, it's a vacuum of nothing. And then when you get past the furthest star, it's just infinite nothing. No more stars, but just empty space. Like if you were in a spacecraft, you know, you could still keep going. You'd yeah. just be going into an endless sea of nothing. Yeah. That's what, that's what I think is beyond at, at the edge of the universe. It's just more nothing. Cause, so you know, maybe, ti- maybe time would stop. Maybe time, time would time, time would no longer exist. I, yeah, I, I yeah, like I said, I cannot comprehend it. So do you know what like dark matter and dark energy is? No, I okay. want to know. I'm gonna see. Have you ever watched? You should watch Cosmos on Netflix. Cosmos. Yeah, with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Oh. Uh, the last mm. episode, he goes into it, and I'm gonna see if I can remember exactly how he explains this. So dark matter, so like. I want to say like 80% of the, of the universe is made up of dark matter mm-hmm. and slash or dark energy. And so we know that space is expanding, yeah. right? Things are moving, but things are moving in a way that there should be gravity, but we cannot find what's causing this gravity, right? Mm. Something is causing space to expand. Mm. Mm-hmm. So it has to be dark energy. And the reason why we say that 80% of the universe is made up of dark energy, because Dark energy is more powerful than dark matter, I believe. The reason why we say it's dark energy is because they can calculate how massive it should be. Mm. And it's way more massive than the accumulation of everything that we know of. Okay. But it exists in some state that we cannot observe it. Yeah, like the fourth dimension. Yeah. When I... I watched this video on YouTube, so it must be right. <laughs> And I was thinking about how the fourth dimension relates to, uh, to to people. You know, if you look at the first dimension, it's just a line, you know. And then you have the second dimension. It's a uh, it's an X Y axis, and you know there could be like you're playing Super Mario. Yeah. Right. There's there's two people moving on X or your your characters moving on X Y axis, and he has complete comprehension yeah. of that of up side and left, side, up and down, up, left up and down, right. left and right. Yeah. But he cannot see us. You know, in the third dimension. Yeah. Up down left right forward and backwards and then you know and then the fourth dimension there could be a being that can see us can can yeah i, I like to think i don't did I'm you watch way off the topic did you watch um interstellar interstellar oh oh man the visuals in that movie make me not it's all pra- it's like mostly practical effects yeah. too really like that scene where he's floating around in the bookshelf mm-hmm. in the fourth dimension yeah yeah that's all that's all projectors and shit. That's the closest I can come to like visualizing what a fourth dimension would look like, but that's what it seems to me. It's just like an, another where they or from the, in the fourth dimension you can see into the third dimension, but from the third dimension you cannot see into so, the fourth. And I think that's what aliens colloquially are. colloquially speaking, mm-hmm. um, colloquially speaking, the fourth dimension is time. It's at so each every time you add a new dimension, it's at a right angle to the previous dimensions, right? Oh yeah, makes so sense to me. So single dimension is basically a point. Yeah. Right. It doesn't have left or right or up and down, right? Or no, zero zero dimensions is a point, right? Yeah. One dimension is a line, right? The second dimension you add a ninety degree angle to that line. Yeah. Third dimension you add a ninety degree angle to both of those two lines. Yeah. So the fourth dimension is you have to add a ninety degree angle to those three lines, right? I think my brain just popped. But <laughs> so, yeah, I know that, 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 that makes sense. Which, which basically means mm-hmm. you have to be able to move 
throughout our third dimension in a way that we are not inhibited by so in the mm. when you're in the third dimension you can jump over the lines in the second dimension yeah right? you can move past those mm. so in the fourth dimension you have to move back past everything that's inhibiting you in the third dimension and the only way to do that is by shifting time <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> I believe I'm spending the rest of the weekend watching <laughs> Interstellar and Cosmos, Cosmos and any other thing that ex- I, I love. This, you know, I like uh, trying to understand more. But you know, it's never you gotta live your life to learn more. Um, uh, so then, the fifth dimension, mm-hmm. I believe, again, colloquially, like physicists will tell you, that's not true. Like we don't know what it is, but we know. And then I think the fifth dimension would be gravity. Hmm. Right, because gravity shifts time, but time doesn't shift gravity. If that makes sense, that makes sense. It, it makes sense. I can't make sense of it, but it makes sense. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if I can break this down because I don't fully understand it. But from what I understand, gravity can shift light, mm-hmm. and if you can shift the movement of light, you can shift the movement of time. Oh. No, I remember like like on a black holes and their massive gravity, yeah, it can shift. And I, so I, I've heard that. So I, you have I this, you have the singularity in the center of the black hole, which mm-hmm. is the size of an atom or like one thousandth of an atom or yeah. whatever, right? And it's this super massive thing. And in theory, as you get closer, as gravity goes up, uh, time, you experience time more slowly mm-hmm. than the rest of the, or more, yeah, more slowly than the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. So like, there's that. Uh, scene in Interstellar where they land on the gra- on the planet with super high gravity, mm-hmm. and uh, they're on the planet for like six minutes, but not on the planet. It was like twenty years. Oh, so in theory, mm-hmm. as you experience, you would get pulled in a black hole. I mean, you'd be dead before you got to that point. But in theory, if you wouldn't get dead, when you hit that singularity in the center of the black hole, uh, you would experience it in an instant. Right? That's it. You'd it'd be done. But everyone else, it would be an eternity. Oh, man. So we're, we're watching all this stuff flow into a black hole, right? And to us, it's, hitting the, it's getting to the center of this black hole, and it's just basically essentially sitting there, mm-hmm. right? Which is why all around the black hole, it's like, it's not really light, but like black holes eat light, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the way we see it is things hit the black hole, and then they just basically just sit there forever. Mm-hmm. And there is radiation that can escape black holes it's called hawking radiation mm-hmm. uh, and then you can use that to actually like study black holes and it's this whole new thing because stephen hawking only discovered it a few years ago before he died um i cannot wait until we reach a point where we can observe these much more closer and have like a you know really picturesque images to help us comprehend the uh well, the problem with black holes is there's no light, so you can't actually take pictures of it. Mm. It's not possible. Yeah. That's really the thing is you have, to use, you have to use the Hawking radiation to calculate the image of the black hole, mm-hmm. which is why when that image of a black hole was produced a year or so ago, everyone lost their minds because it was the first image ever of a black hole. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? I do me- I remember yeah. that quite badly. But... Mm-hmm. <coughs> that, that was a whole silly thing because like, it was like a female who was credited with it. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, look at this PhD student. He, he wrote like uh, 800,000 lines of code to produce this image. And then uh, along with another team. And then this uh, this 
doctor woman came in and she only wrote 50,000 lines and you know she's getting all the credit and yada 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 and it was like a, a mixture of like physicist and computer scientists working mm, together mm-hmm. and I got it just got me so fucking angry because yeah this kid wrote 800,000 lines of code mm-hmm. but he never made it mm-hmm. she might have come in she came in and put the finishing touches on it but that's also the other way that science works is you have a, a PI a principal investigator and then underneath him, he has like PhD students and then master's students and then undergrad students, right? And then the PI is the one that gets the credit. And then if they're good, they will credit everybody who works underneath them, yeah. right? But their name is the one that's on, mm-hmm. right? And she was and the PI. She was the PI. Mm-hmm. Or at least she came in and helped finalize everything, right? Yeah. People couldn't quite get there. And she came in and she's mm-hmm. like, this is what you guys are doing wrong. Mm-hmm. This is how we're going to do it, right? So she just deserves the credit. Mm-hmm. doesn't yeah. matter that the other people worked for longer. They mm-hmm. couldn't do it. Yeah, right. That makes sense. Did you ever see that super image? And and this is definitely on a much smaller scale, but that image it was taking on taken on top of a tower in Shanghai, and it is the highest resolution image that we've ever taken on Earth. And from this picture, it's like a one eighty view of the city. Oh, wow. But you can zoom in on people because you're on what three hundred meters in the air. Yeah, you can zoom in on people below <laughs> and see the image on their shirt. Oh wow! You can see someone like eight city blocks away and see their cup noodles. Like it is, uh, yeah. That 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 picture was really cool to me because. Uh, Did yeah. you see the space one that was like that? Oh, it was just it's stars. Like, it was like, it was like a, I don't know, a supernova. It was something. No, it's it's a ten gigapixel photo. Yeah. No, of a, uh, yeah. Of a like a of a gas cloud. Mm-hmm. And you're like, here's a black spot that I'm going to zoom into, and you zoom into, it and it's like fucking stars, and then yeah. another black spot, and you zoom. Yeah, I did see that photo, and it's just incredible, man. Like it's fucking stressful to like get that in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm. Lens isn't big enough on your phone. No. Yeah. 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 Science. When I when I talk to you, you 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 call yourself like not not in the grand scheme of things, but when you're, you're talking about science, you say oh. You know, I'm not super expert in the subject, but you are so smart. And when I talk to you, I feel so <laughs> dumb. I guess we're all experts at uh, you know certain things, but man, everyone knows stuff about other up. things. I can't keep up. I mean, I I went to school for science for seven years. Seven years. Yeah, I'm so, done now though. I'm fucking done. Yeah, I can imagine that feels great. Oh, so good, man. There's no more homework. No more tests. Fucking man. In the field you're working in, is is there a lot of room to progress or? Uh, theoretically, yes. Right now, I'm just doing another co-op at the yeah. Department of Fisheries and Oceans. Mm-hmm. Um, but technically, yeah. I mean, if you get a job with the government, you're like cozy. Mm-hmm. Like they treat their employees super good. That's the dream. I uh, I tried a job with the government. And I was trying to get into uh, well, what's it? corrections, BC yeah. corrections, and the application process was going good until the uh. What was it? I, I passed the physical and the written exams, and then beyond that, it was a background check, and you're supposed to do a write-up of, you know, they ask you like 80 questions. Have you done this? Have you done that? Have you done this? Yeah. Have that? No, 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 no. Um, but then it came to, you know, have you ever smoked weed? And I'm like, just be honest, you know, <laughs> tell the truth. All we're looking for is honesty and integrity. So I was honest integrity. Like, yeah, I used to smoke this and that. And then they get slap, boom. They're like, nope, we, uh, you, you can't go beyond this part. I was like, oh, that's that, so that really fucking sucked. dumb. That really sucked because I, I was being honest. 
and I, I don't feel like it. What I did, you know, a it's year okay. ago they was a reflection they, of the character, but they don't make a lot of money. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like it's more than I'm making now, but you know, I don't think what's it's the a what's the what's the starting wage there? I, I believe it was about forty five or fifty. Um, because the average. The average income for Corrections Canada mm-hmm. is fifty thousand. Okay, I think, and that that's an average, which means like there's also people higher up that yeah. are pulling it up. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm it very could be happy. different in BC though. Yeah. I'm very happy that it didn't end up going because I'm happy that I'm not stuck with such a like a government job is a lot of responsibility, and, and that job specifically is a I don't know I think that'd be a big strain on my personal mental energy. And yeah, I'm glad I'm just not stuck in that, and also not doing night shifts. You know, I can have more of a schedule when yeah. I'm working nine to five. At the same time, the nine to five loop, you know, it's it's something it's when I'm grind. four years old, I want to be out of. I want to, oh, yeah. you know, want to be self managed. I want to be, uh, you know, self independent, self employed, independent. Yeah. But you know, I don't mind nine to five because you still have s- people that say that time is an issue. And I'm, oh, I'm so busy. I work nine to five. I think that's a bunch of baloney. You have if you get up at six, you have three hours. That's enough for a workout. Yeah, that's enough to make breakfast. Enough to meal prep. Uh, in the evening, five five to what ten eleven o'clock. That's six more hours you have. You know there's some traffic. Yeah, but between, if you're but... if you're if you're getting up at six, I mean if you're, if you're going to, if you're actually in bed at eleven and getting up at six, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, that's seven hours. But like if you push any past that, it's like yeah, you'll be depleted. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I usually sleep from midnight to seven, mm-hmm. and then I get mm-hmm. up and leave. I've got an hour and ten minute commute to work, yeah. and then an hour and ten back, and. Yeah, so I've got about four hours a day to myself, which is enough for a workout. And mm-hmm. I want to start uh, now that sort of I'm actually going to be starting work and like weekly. I want to start trying doing like at least one creative thing a week, mm. be it like a podcast, blog post, mm-hmm. making a comic, whatever. I'm going to start a YouTube channel. Yeah? Yeah. I was thinking about starting a YouTube channel. I'm just, I guess I get apprehensive as to just starting to put content out there and being not being so overly critical of the quality at which I'm able to make it. Oh, all my podcasts are trash. Not all of them. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> I was on one. You were on one. You were on a good one. The one that we did was really good. That was yeah. fun. And the one I did with Devin last night was good. And the mm-hmm. ones where I get really drunk with Sarah, those <laughs> ones are really good. You should listen to those ones. They're I really good. Those ones. We talk about science a lot mm-hmm. on them. Um, I'll do my best to follow. <laughs> uh, they are long podcasts, though. Mm-hmm. Some of them are quite long. Mm-hmm. Um, which I kind of like, mm-hmm. like, I don't like, you know, when you have like that hour and a half hard cutoff point, like it's not that you do a short one, do a long one, like mm-hmm. fuck it, whatever. Right. Yeah. You know, sometimes I'll just do it like me and Sarah, I'll just do an hour long one, but sometimes yeah. we get drunk and we go for three and a half hours and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just better that way. Yeah. yeah. You can't set limits to some things. You can't set a time frame to a podcast. Yeah. It's not right. You just got to talk. Conversation right? just happens. Yeah. There is no structure. Yeah, I was going to ask you to bring science questions. Science questions, yeah. man. Like, if there's anything in particular, well, more so. On I'll the re- sit on that for for a few minutes. More, more so in the out. realm of like biology, mm. if you could like focus on that. Um, Why isn't my dick working? <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> been injecting silicone into it lately. Oh, you know, I guess a little bit. Do you know? You know what? You know what Botox is? Oh yeah, it's a botulism toxin I that actually like, like hijacks the way your muscles work. Yeah, it's fucking. It's just I don't <laughs> understand how you can put a foreign object into your body. Like I, I respect people. It's who a toxin. Do it. It's like a neurotoxin mm. that makes your muscles not. Ugh. I just I don't wait. So we're talking about the same thing that goes in the boobs and the butts and the lips and. You know. that, no, that's uh, that's silicone. 
Oh, Botox is what you inject into your face to make your face numb. So it like kind of pulls everything tight. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. And makes you look like a 40 year old lizard. Oh, (laughs) yeah. No, not a fan. Yeah. Not a fan. It's Hollywood for you. Botox or or silicone, whatever. I I just don't. You know, I, I, yeah, like I said, I respect if someone wants to make their butt look better. And that's the route they, ch- they choose. Like, same thing. Like, I respect, you know, whatever you want to do, as long as it doesn't harm me, that's yeah. fine with me. I respect it. But I just don't understand how, you know, people are appealed to that because I just don't believe those foreign objects belong to your body. And in the long term, you know, you see all these disasters. Yeah. These butt disasters. When you're, when you're 60 years old uh, and your butt is turning into, like, you know, a pile of magma. Yeah. It's it, like, it's, it's like, just exercise a little bit. Yeah. Right. Don't don't rely on medical, mm-hmm. like don't just rely on like medical advances to keep you healthy. Yeah. Re- don't rely on medical advances to make you look quote unquote good. Because yeah. first of all, you never look good. Mm-hmm. Right. You see those big fake lips and like the face pullback mm-hmm. tight from Botox and like, it just doesn't look good. Yeah. And, like triple F tits. It's like no, I'm not complaining about. It, but, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't do it. Probably because I'm a dude, but. I don't know. Oh. Hey man, it's 2019. <laughs> no, it's 2020. <laughs> yeah, fuck, it's 2020 now. It's even, uh, even even more bigoted now. Oh, bigoted! I spent my 2020 uh, in a, in a uh, my my uncle and aunt have a uh, a lakeside cabin uh, over in the states. But uh, yeah, on the subject of, of bigots, I was in a town called Concrete. 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 And I was just at this <laughs> New Year's. Um, they, they had a big clubhouse in the lake, and it was full of boomers. You know, know. It, it, I'm, I'm not dark. You know, People think I'm Mexican. I'm just a little... I, I was the darkest person there. I was me. As a matter of fact, me and my brother and little sister were the only people there that were brown. Just, I've, I've definitely was... seen white people darker than you when they come back from Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, it was it was a good New Year's. It was just hard because, um, well, so yeah, my brother, sister, and my girlfriend. We were the only people in our age group there, and everybody else oh, was no. an adult. Uh, and that being said, most were fifty plus. So I felt like I was at the senior center. But it was a good New Year's. Were they pretty bigoted? No, no. We're just pointing Except out the fact. right the first we, we got there early to set up our food and whatnot, and I walk over to this pool table, and there are these blocks of wood up yeah. on this pool table, and two ping pong paddles and a ping pong ball. So the, all the all the pool stuff was put away, but the yeah, I had this like makeshift net across the middle, <laughs> ping pong balls. And I'm like, oh, okay, someone set up the pool table for ping pong, but the ping pong table is covered for the buffet. All right, I'm going to play some ping pong. <laughs> and the, as soon as I pick up this paddle, some old geezer, and I'll respect him. He comes, but he comes over. He's like, hey, you're not allowed to be on there. What are you doing? And I just felt, is the, the first thing oh that God, happens is so the brown kid getting told off <laughs> by the old white dude. I'm in the States. I don't know what he's packing. So I'm just like, all right, okay, all good. Scary times. Brown kids don't know how to play ping pong. That's <laughs> like, table table tennis is a white man's game. He told me that I was going to scratch the felt of the of the ping of the of the pool table playing ping pong. But I'm like this one. Gram it's, like what, it's like what do you think I'm going to do? Ping pong ball is not going to scratch the felt. <laughs> You're just saying that because I'm brown. Yeah, I don't believe that, but things know. that just get close to you just get scratched. He, he played just... pool on that thing all night. I really think he just didn't want anybody oh. playing ping pong because he wanted to play pool. But you know. no, the buffet was good, but the band did the New Year's count thirty seconds early. Oh no! 
I looked at my phone when it hit midnight. It didn't. It was still eleven fifty nine and a half. <laughs> and I just like it was twenty twenty, and I want to hit the decade yeah. at the decade. And they started at the wrong time. You got one job. <laughs> and <they> called out. <laughs> Happy New Year. No, it was still twenty nineteen. Oh well. It was a good uh, that's rough. Yeah. Old people just want to get to bed early. Anything, I, anything they can do. You so. just shave a thirty seconds off here and there. You just. Yeah. <laughs> I tried doing a um. Following the the New Year's party, when you woke up on the first, um, I tried doing a cold dip in the lake, Ooh. and I've been doing cold showers yeah. lately. So I thought I was trained. I yeah. thought I, I'm, I'm basically a polar bear. Yeah, you know, I, I have a five minute cold shower every morning. I got in the lake, and my feet were just like you know the the cold that's so cold it burns. Oh yeah, and I'm, I'm like I'm treading into the water. I'm walking. It's a good you know ten meters to get low enough to actually yeah. dip. And I'm just like, you gotta, oh, get, you gotta get a quick drop off. I get man. a quick drop off. Yeah. So I'm walking and I jump in, and I'm trying to get a picture of me in the cold water, but I couldn't stay in for more than four seconds. And my little brother had tread into the water <laughs> to take the picture, and he's screaming at the top of his lungs because we're both just in so much pain. Man, I love cold showers. Yeah, and I love the effect of cold showers, but yeah. a cold polar bear swim is just on a different level. So I ain't Wim Hof just yet, but yeah. I want to get to the point where I can do a polar bear swim. I would love to have that sort of, uh, I guess, grit where I can sit in cold water and think nothing of it. You know, for future fights in boxing or martial arts, I want to be able to sit in an ice bath. Yeah, because that recovery is great. I am just not there. Yeah, yeah. Well, since we're talking about uh, cold showers, let's get onto this. The whole reason why I want to have you here was to talk about uh, to talk about your month of I don't know what clean living I don't know what to call it. Well, it all started. So yeah, let's let's, let's start off with like why you decided to. Yeah, you know, I think the biggest reason was because I have I, I, I guess I'm I've very much been a man of a man of intention for a long time. I've always wanted to do this, do that, be this. I wanted to, I want to be a great boxer. I want to, I love martial arts. I want to be a martial artist, but you know, not yet have I really been a man of action. There've been times where I go to the gym three or four times a week, but those I've never been frequent. Those I've never been frequent spurts. And I guess last year specifically, 2019 was the laziest year I've had for, for working out and working towards my, my longer term goals. 2019 was the laziest year. And I guess nearing the end of it, I just got a little frustrated. So I started watching some videos, um, trying to see other people's testimonials and how they pulled themselves out of these ruts. And the first video that really caught my attention was the dopamine detox. And for those who don't know what a dopamine detox is, uh, it's essentially depriving yourself of, um, I guess, some of the more common stimulus. Small dopamine hits. Yeah, small dopamine hits. They can be short, but they give you a lot of dopamine. Like, I guess for a lot of people, the a big one is porn. You know, it's very short. Yeah. Um, a very short amount of time, but you get a huge spike of dopamine from it. And then there's other things like you know playing video games, um, give you a lot of dopamine. But yeah, at the end, these things don't give you any nutritional value in your yeah. life. So that could be binging TV shows, playing a lot of video games, uh, junk food. All these things they 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 feel great, but they don't give you anything in return. Yeah. And um, they're just they're reinforcing negative habits. Yeah, absolutely. And and, and even beyond that, when you want to fill your day you, you only have so much i guess i guess what i'm trying to get at is if you want to eat good food you know when you compare it and put it beside a cheeseburger 
your salad is not so appealing. When you want to start reading books and going for longer walks, go to the gym, but you put it beside sitting home and watching TV, it's it's really difficult because one's just so much easier, gives you that stimulation as well. Yeah. But one's so much harder, takes more, more discipline, but also gives that stimulation. But what I've found is that it's a lot easier to go to the gym when you say, when you set a rule that I'm not going to watch any TV today. Yeah. You just get bored. You have all this energy and you need the stimulation. But if, and I find it easier to say what I can't do than what I should do. Say going to the gym, it, it can be tough for me. But saying not watching TV is a lot easier. Yeah. When I not watch TV, I'm like, I have all this energy. What do I want to do with it? How do I want to stimulate myself? If not watching TV is the rule, well, I guess I'm going to end up going to the gym. So yeah, dopamine detoxing and just pulling out the unnutritious things in my life to get bored. Getting yeah. bored is the key to fill my day with the more uh, valuable things that are going to push me forward. Um, I guess dopamine detoxing was the, the first thing that caught my eye. And then from there on, I wanted to check out cold showers because I saw this video about cold showers and and then I saw, um, you know, it's eating no sugar in general and how that can help with your brain fog. Yeah. And it just became this rollercoaster thing. I always want to, I want to try them all. Yeah. So I set a 30 day challenge where I would, I, get, I have the list. Um, <laughs> no nuts. And it's no not nut, peanuts no and, nut, and no tree nuts I'm talking about. No nutting. Um, cold showers, waking up at 6 a.m., uh, meditation, uh, journaling, and um, I guess the dopamine detox in general. And I can tell you, trying to do it all at once, cold, cold turkey, really didn't work for me. Um, but individually, each of the, the things I kind of tried, it only lasted about two weeks strong. Yeah. Uh, but each of the things I tried has a place in my life. Um, but trying to just go cold turkey and change my life just like that is, yeah. is not going to happen. I have to do this kind of in blocks, Yeah. implement a couple, yeah. get used to it for 90 days, implement a couple more, and uh, see what works for me on a daily basis. But in general, yeah. Um, Right. You, you, you can yeah pull out your list there yeah um yeah i think the the for things like that the best thing to do is uh yeah like you said kind of start one thing at a time but pick like more broad general things mm-hmm. um and i've talked about this before i think i talked about this last time you were on um the keystone habits yeah like you, you pick a habit that will kind of cascade into other habits yeah which is why i'm such a strong uh, advocate for intermittent fasting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because it very much becomes first of all it's one of those things where like well I'm not eating I need to do other things yeah. right um, and then eventually it flips and it becomes well I'm doing other things I don't want to eat right now mm-hmm. right one of the biggest things for me was the way that intermittent like eating would break up my day right yeah. oh I'm hungry I have to eat like I guess I gotta stop mm-hmm. doing what I'm doing and go eating because eating is apparently so important um, so now it's like, well, I'm in the middle of doing this thing. Like when I'm at, when I'm at work and mm-hmm. I'm working, I'm like, I don't want to fucking stop and go eat. Never in my life has stopping and eating improved my, my output, improved my workout, improved mm-hmm. my focus and improved my efficiency. Yeah. It always slows me down. It's a break in my thinking train. I have to mm-hmm. go back an hour later. I have to get back into the rhythm. Mm-hmm. I'm usually tired cause I just ate yeah, and a little you get lethargic. that post perennial dip where all the stomach's going, well, the blood is going to your gut mm-hmm. and there's no blood in your brain mm. right mm-hmm. and like it's it's just it's never worked out yeah right so now i eat my lunch really late at like three o'clock yeah or like i'll even eat it at like four and then just go home after i eat mm-hmm. um so that was a big one for me mm-hmm. and then also like well you know i'm not eating for 16 hours a day i might as well exercise mm-hmm. right it's a little little bit more that gives you a massive benefit in your fasting mm-hmm. right and just things like that yeah 
I think my long-term vision is I want to be, you know, eating a lot cleaner. That includes meal prepping. Uh, I want to be filling my every day with a little bit of exercise. And I think the keystone habits, keystone, yeah. I think is the other word you use. Um, no sugar is a rule that will help me or has helped me from just not going out and spending a lot of money on food. Money, money spending has been an issue for me. Yeah. Um, so eating no sugar, I'm not compelled to go out because you just use ice cream and cookies and shit like that. <laughs> that I'll spend money on. Um, getting up at 6 o'clock really helped because you're up at 6. I have nothing to do. Go to the gym or yeah. start reading a book or journaling. Yeah. So uh, that that was a good... I think getting up early is uh, one of the... Getting those, up early is definitely a very big... It's is, 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 is huge. Um, I think... One of the issues I've had last year is just overthinking. Like I said, I've always been a man of intention, but I'll try to think and scheme and plot and just you know dream of the future. But you know, I think the biggest thing is just trying to the steps to get there. Um, meditation, mental energy is something I I really lack because I spend so much time thinking. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily an anxious person, but my mind is never really stopped running. It's yeah. always going yeah. and going and going and going. And in the periods of my life that I've meditated, I feel like I've had so much more energy in my head. And focus. Yeah, because you can only make so many. Yeah, focus. Absolutely. You can only make so many decisions a day. Yeah. And, you know, if you spend all your your first six hours of your day just thinking yourself into tiredness. Yeah. When it comes to six o'clock after work and you want to go to the gym, you're just, you're you're depleted. Yeah. And, yeah. So there's a... There's a lot that I want to do and start implementing. Um, I think the biggest things are not eating sugar, generally not playing video games as much and watching TV as much, um, getting up early. Cold showers are something that's stuck the most because I find that they wake me up to like three shots of espresso. <laughs> and, I, you know, when you start the day with a little bit of vigor, you just it kind of it feels good. Yeah. It's like making your bed. It's just a little thing that makes you feel better yeah. a little productive and you don't end up sitting in the shower for as long either. And you don't end up sitting in the shower <laughs> for long and your body just starts to naturally warm up throughout the day yeah. and it, it, i don't know there's an effect of the cold shower that just starts you off with a little bit of kick ass so one one of the things one of the things that cold showers do um is it actually increases your core temperature mm-hmm. right because your body starts burning more energy um to replace the heat that has been removed by cold mm-hmm. showers so like you have a quick cold shower, your body temperature drops and your body burns more energy and it mm. inc- raises your core temperature. Mm. And when you raise your core temperature, you wake up because mm. when you sleep, your core temperature has to drop. Yeah. Like I think your brain has to drop like one degree mm-hmm. to actually go to sleep, right? Really? Yeah. So when you're sleeping, what you should really do is open up a window, get your bedroom really cold mm-hmm. and then like warm socks and mittens and then maybe a light shirt and light pants. That's That's like... That's like the recommended way to get get the room cold and then like kind of bundle yourself up. Get, make sure your like brain, like your head cools off and like your central nervous system mm-hmm. can cool off. Like they've done studies where they put people in like basically what are wetsuits with like uh, water pumping through them. And then they can control the temperature of the water precisely and therefore control the temperature of the body. Yeah. And then they found exactly what the best temperature is for sleeping. And you have to drop the body temperature by like one degree. Huh, that's fascinating. Yeah. So the cold shower warms you up. So it went, your body what, wants to counter it with warmth. Yeah. And, and that warmth that your body is not creating yeah. is waking you so up. So taking a hot shower before you go to bed actually drops your core temperatures, which mm. is why you sleep better after a hot shower. Huh. Who knew? 
Yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people did. It's yeah. good to know now. Do you shower every day? I shower every day. Usually in the morning. I, I do some evening showers. Is Of course, after I work out. Um, but I like to start. I used to shower in the evening. But now with the cold showers, which I only really do in the morning, I don't see the point of doing it in the evening. Do you I do shower uh, every day? Uh, do you shower with like soap and shampoo and everything? Not every day. Yeah, Not no. Every day. You I should know. just rinse off if yeah. you're going to shower every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it dries your skin out. I don't know. I don't really know what else. Um, well, drying your skin out is a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have a layer of beneficial bacteria all over your skin. Yeah. And if you shower, especially with shampoo every day, mm-hmm. you kill that bacteria. Mm. And when you kill that bacteria, it leaves space for bad bacteria to yeah. grow, right? Which can lead to skin infections and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And actually you get more stinky mm-hmm. if you shower every day. So you get stinkier faster. I I only really shower twice a week, usually after jujitsu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, because you come back and you have you have you this have to shower you, you have jiu-jitsu. you have the sweat of five other men yeah. on you. Yeah. <laughs> after jiu jitsu. So many infections that you can get from oh, yeah. from the mats, mats and stuff. Just like yeah. ringworm, staph. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nasty you, stuff. You have to shower. Nasty stuff, but yeah, showering after gym is like, yeah, you got to. Yeah, I don't know anyone who doesn't. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't necessarily always shower after a workout. Yeah, I like I like rinse my face mm-hmm. off and stuff. But like, fucking after jits, man. Yeah. <sighs> Specifically after like, working on mats like that. Yeah, it's it's a must. I'm thinking about getting some mats here. Yeah. Yeah. Where'd you put them? Um, in the in the living room where the where the where the coffee table is by the couch mm-hmm. you move the coffee table mm. and then you'd have like a 10 foot by 10 foot space so it wouldn't be huge but it'd be enough to run some drills enough to roll yeah oh man i roll. haven't rolled in a long time dude jiu-jitsu, ah, jiu-jitsu is is an incredible form of, of like a, i'd say it's like a self-disciplined martial arts there is so much about jiu-jitsu like the i guess the ideology of the flow yeah like be it kind of rolling. Me, like be like water you know bruce lee yeah there's a there's a certain state you're in when you're in jujitsu, oh like it is an incredible. incredible that's why that's why I like no gi more than regular gi. Mm-hmm. Um, I rarely go to gi. Yeah. which I should start going to gi more. You have a gi? I have a gi. Okay. Um, uh, but like no gi, I just like it because it's much more. Uh, it's faster. Yeah. Right. You you can't get locked into battles. Right. Mm-hmm. If you don't know what you're doing, you're fucked. Right. Yeah. Like you can't you can't just grab someone and hold them right mm-hmm. and i also like it more because it's a lot less about pressure right yeah with gi it's very much like just get in just the right spot and slowly they'll lose their grip mm-hmm. right no matter how hard you fight right mm-hmm. you can't get locked up as much that being said i don't like you know there's a lot sometimes there's hate between gi and no gi like it's not Aww. as much as there used to be yeah. apparently but like like uh my friend Devin, who was over last night i had mm-hmm. on the podcast last night he uh he just started doing jujitsu about yeah. six weeks ago um, I convinced him to go to jiu-jitsu and he does. And I asked him, I said, uh, not on the podcast, but I asked, uh, do you do like any no gi or do you just do gi? Right. And I didn't, I did gi for about three months before I started going to no gi. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he said, I want to get good at gi before I start going to no gi. And I said, well, why is that? And he said, someone at his gym told him that you should master gi before you go into no gi because if you get good at gi, then you'll be good at no gi. And that is the biggest load of bullshit that I've mm. ever heard. Because mm-hmm. there's two, no totally gr- different. There's no grips in no yeah. gi. If you change the <laughs> if you change the rules, it's a different sport. If you change the clothing, specifically yeah. in jujitsu, it's a completely different game. And and while both are incredibly similar, yeah, like 
if you don't have the grips, it's a totally different ballpark. That's the thing. After, like, I didn't go to gi for, like, six months. Then I went to a gi class, and I felt like an idiot. Yeah. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. The, the, the All the submissions are the same. The goal is the same. But the transitions, which is, like... Guards of, are different. Sweeps yeah, are different. Exactly. Like, the, the, those, if anything, are more important than the submissions themselves. Yeah. Anybody can throw in a rear naked choke, but can anybody get to the back yeah, of, can a master, you take the of a master of a good opponent? No, right? you can't. But if if you can, it's easier to take the back in nogi because nobody's holding on to your fucking clothes, mm-hmm. right? Unless they have your leg locked mm-hmm. up, and then you know, taking the back is difficult. And then once you get on the back, like, or you, you can't hold on to the gi once you're on the back, which you can't do in nogi, mm-hmm. or you can't do in gi, right? And then how do you like? It's you, you when you're in nogi, you can't grab their pants to spread their legs out more mm-hmm. and then shift sideways, right? You, you and you can't necessarily get your arm in because mm-hmm. in nogi, their legs are gonna be much. It's it's. Mm-hmm. Like so, I I, I kind of I went like that's the dumbest shit I've ever heard. Like yeah. if you're gonna choose not to do no gi, then just say you're not gonna. Don't listen to some asshole who says like master gi jujitsu before you take no gi because yeah. that's fucking dumb. Do you have a favorite uh, submission or one that you're the best at? Uh no, because I've never tapped anybody. Oh okay. Well, I have tapped someone, but it was only his tenth class. So mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. and he was like this scrawny Asian kid who okay. didn't know what he was doing. So it just wasn't. I like um. Uh. In gi, I like a good Ezekiel choke. Mm-hmm. That's one I could always put on pretty good. Um, there are certain uh, arm bars that I can get to. For the last two months at my previous gym, we did a single leg X guard for a while in nogi. I'm not familiar with the specific guard. Do you know, I know single leg takedown. Is do, you know, do you know what X guard is? No. Okay. Well, anyway, you basically wrap your leg around one of their legs. Uh, and you're on you're kind of on your back and they're standing oh is this where you would kind of get a heel hook or you what you so you bar? get in between their legs yeah and then one leg wraps around behind them and goes onto their hip from the back and then the other just kind of pinches their thigh okay and then you lift your hips up off the mm-hmm. ground mm-hmm. so i like just that guard i got really good at mm-hmm. i really like that one um but yeah i've never been able to tap anything. i'm really bad at jujitsu but you do like you know? Are you going to be good at jujitsu, or are you going because you love jujitsu? I'm going because I love jujitsu. Mm-hmm. I'm going because of the lessons and the people. Yeah. I'm going because it's a fucking hell of a workout. Oh. Like there's there's yeah, no there's no workout like jujitsu. Like I don't care what anybody says. I um, you know if there's one workout outside of jujitsu specifically that I think is hands down the most exhilarating. It's not exhilarating. Um. Exhausting. Exhausting. Absolutely. Yeah. It would be wrestling, yeah, I, yeah. I, and I, I've done a thorough comparison of both because I've done both. Yeah. Wrestling a lot more because I was a high school wrestler. Yeah. Um, but in jujitsu, you can rest, you can flow, you can be on your back. And like, although when you're trying to be an aggressive jujitsu, yeah. and when you know, ideally, you're fighting to win, yeah. you know, you're not never stop moving. But in in wrestling, because it all starts from, I know jujitsu does usually as well. A proper match starts from standing. But Some it, people it, will choose to start from mm-hmm. sitting. It depends on your game, but yeah. In wrestling, it's not limb combat, more so body. Because you're just trying, you're just trying to get their shoulders you're on. Trying the ground, to right? take a shoulders on the ground, so you're pushing. In, it's all about body weight. Yeah. Pushing your entire body to get his entire body to rotate, and because of the style of it, body to body rather than you know slicker submissions and transitions. Yeah. I I just find that a six minute match of wrestling will take everything out of you one match and you're exhausted you are fried wrestling practice just practicing takedowns push picking someone up putting them down getting back up it is 
insane. Yeah. Um, that being said, jujitsu I would say is a close second, and then any stand-up martial art has nothing on wrestling and jujitsu in terms of the exhaust, the sheer exhaustion factor. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah, I wanted to. Say, there's some people like I mean, there's a lot of people that because like usually you have like a kicks walkings class and then a jujitsu class right mm-hmm. after, and there's some people who like immediately they'll just do those two together yeah. one after other, and like man, I don't know how because like I don't I've heard kickboxing is quite tiring, right? And it is tiring. They're always sparring at the end, right? Mm-hmm. So you get the sparring at the end, but like yeah. I want to start doing kickboxing in this new you gym. Should. So. At my previous gym, it was like, it was uh, one day a week. The, their memberships were one day a day a week, two day a week, or three or more days yeah. a week. Uh, my new gym mm-hmm. is one day a week, and then two or three for the same price, and then unlimited was yeah. is the next price. So mm-hmm. I'm going to be staying the same amount, but I can actually go to three classes a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So depending on my schedule, I might do two ju- two jits and one kickboxing. Mm-hmm. Um, or I might do two no gi and one gi. Yeah. Because I should really get my gi ba- game back on. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. God, jujitsu is so much fun. I was explaining this. So there's like there's like certain lessons that I've realized that maybe not lessons, but like things that I realize about myself that I think jujitsu has helped me with. And I talked about this on the podcast late last night, so I'll be I'll be brief. But like. December was kind of like a really stressful month for me. Mm-hmm. Like I was graduating. I was moving out from my parents' place. I was moving in with my girlfriend. Uh, I was starting a new job. Mm-hmm. It's kind of all these things kind of like came in and happened all at once. Yeah. But it all kind of just happened. And while I was stressed, I was never panicked. I like, I just kind of dealt with it. Yeah. And I think what it comes from is every time I go to jujitsu class, I'm nervous. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, for two reasons. One, because I know pretty much everyone I'm going to be rolling with could kill me. yeah Uh, and two because i know i'm gonna make myself look like an idiot like Mm -hmm. i've been rolling for a year and a half and like i still can't submit anybody Mm -hmm. i'm fairly good at defending but like my attacks are trash Mm -hmm. right i can usually survive now Mm -hmm. right but when it comes to actually attacking and submitting yeah like i'm just no good at it Mm -hmm. right uh so like i'm gonna embarrass myself and every day it's like oh fuck i don't yeah but then if i don't go i feel like shit yeah if i don't go i'm just i spend the rest of the night angry at myself mm-hmm. and i'm just sitting there and i'm pouty and i feel bad like what yeah. the fuck are you doing like why like, you're a bitch mm-hmm. right uh so i'm like so every every time i go it's a little bit of my brain like oh, d- you don't want to do this man mm-hmm. and then me going but i fucking have to do this yeah right so when it comes to real things in life yeah and it's like wow that's stressful mm-hmm. It's just, well, it's got to happen, mm-hmm. right? This is a thing that you need to do when it's not an option. So you're going to do it, mm-hmm. right? And something we talked about on the podcast a little bit last night was mental fortitude. Mental fortitude. Mental fortitude is something that a lot of people don't have. Yeah. They don't ever step outside their comfort zone. They yeah. don't ever put themselves in situations that uh, could potentially be dangerous or uncomfortable. Yeah. They search out comfort. Mm-hmm. And that's all they do, mm-hmm. right? Which I think probably goes hand in hand with a little bit of the uh, dopamine detoxing. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Are you familiar with type 1 and type 2 fun? No, I'm not. So type 1 fun is instantaneous fun. It's yeah. playing video games. It's watching movies. It's going to Playland. Yeah. Right? It's uh, give me my dopamine hit right now. Yeah. Right? I want it now. Yeah. And I'm going to have it now. And yeah. it's going to feel good. Mm-hmm. Type 2 fun is the kind that's like, this sucks right now. Going for a hike, mm-hmm. uh, uh, riding your bike up a steep hill, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. um, uh, jujitsu, mm-hmm. things that in the moment suck, mm-hmm. but 
for whatever reason, you look back on it and you want to do it again. Yeah. Right. Getting to the top of the mountain. Right. Every time I go hiking, there's a point in it where I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah. I'm, especially if I'm backpacking, I'm grinding mm-hmm. up a hill. I got 35 pounds of shit on my back. I'm like, mm-hmm. what am I doing right now? Mm-hmm. But then you get there, you set up and like, it's quiet and you're it's chill and you're relaxed and you're like, this is why I do it. This yeah. is why I'm here. Right. And then you get home and you're like, ah, oh, comfortable. Pay off at and, the end of the process. And then you're like, but I don't want to be comfortable. Yeah. Right. Because every moment that you're comfortable is a moment that you're experiencing something you've experienced before. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Very rarely is comfort associated with new experiences. Mm-hmm. Right. And just so many people just don't. They're me- They're mentally weak. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you put them in, if if you try to take them and put them in situations that they're that 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 they're new to, they freak out and they panic. Yeah. Right. And you know I've said this a million times in previous podcasts. I think that is a little bit of why there's so much anxiety and depression in the world. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Because I watched an episode of the Netflix documentary, um, The Mind Explained, mm-hmm. the documentary series, and they do a whole thing on anxiety. Mm-hmm. And we evolved in a world where you always need to be on alert. Mm-hmm. You need to be looking for food. You need to be aware of predators. Mm-hmm. You need to be aware of uh, opposing tribes, mm-hmm. uh, potential fights, everything. You always need to be looking out to make sure you survive. Mm-hmm. But we now, especially in Western culture, live in a society where that is not a problem. Yeah. But we are still wired to look out for problems. Mm-hmm. Right? And because mm. we're looking out for problems, we're yeah. always on edge. And if you're not, if you're not going to the gym, if you're not giving yourself some stimulus to get that out, if you're not burning that anxious energy, mm-hmm. eventually you reach a point of uh, anxiety, of anxious breakdown. Right? And uh, anti-anxiety pills are still more effective than anything else. Once you get on the right one, which can take years, mm-hmm. but a close second is exercise. Yeah. Right. Very close second. And meditation. Yeah. Can't remember which one is the one of those two, second and third. I would just, I don't know. I couldn't assume. I'm not, uh, yeah. I'm not familiar. But just getting out and doing things that you don't want to do and putting yourself through uncomfortable experiences and experiencing that type two fun and having something to chase after. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's the other thing about type two fun. It gives you a thing to chase after, right? Yeah, it gives you a goal. I used to love to chase. <laughs> I think that's the issue that I've had lately. Is that last year I got? I think a lot of it has to do with not managing the the paintball place. When I was managing the facility, yeah. that pushed me to my absolute limit yeah. uh, of of working jobs. Some hours, some weeks were sixty hours, but the payoff was I was always so proud of what I was able to do. It gave me a lot of mental fortitude carrying this large paintball center on my back. Yeah. And from there, I had the the I guess the mental structure was like boxing is like it gave me that same drive. It's yeah. painful, but the payoff is amazing. And I was just in a yeah. state where I loved climbing. And when I stopped managing the paintball center, um, and I had a really chill summer, and I got a new job, which I I, I really like, but it's a lot less stress. I got yeah. very comfortable, yeah. and that comfortability kind of snowballed into into laziness and. Uh, complacency and domestication domestication that's one of my biggest fears in life is not necessarily I used to say I was scared of like dying average but I think I'm just more scared of dying not knowing what I could have done you know if I chase boxing to the height of my limits and I'm an average boxer I will feel a lot at least you know at least I knew and 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 I chased it and and I went to the peak I I just want to you know peak in my passions and um, I'm just starting to come to realize like 
the, the type one type two makes a lot of sense and yeah. last year I went from becoming a type two person who had that drive to complacency and I'm kind of tired of it yeah um, I think I want to kind of touch base on what we were talking about earlier the, the subject was really sport and I felt like my explanation was a little sporadic I want to take the filler out of my days yeah I want to take the completely unnutritional things that I do with my time that in a week later have given me no results. So that's binge watching anime. God, yeah. I love anime, but binge watching <laughs> anime, it is playing Fortnite. It is playing video games in general. It is just sleeping until 11 o'clock. Yeah. I find it a lot easier to not do things than to do things. So to take away the games, it's yeah. really easy for me. I cannot play video games. I never really. Lately, I don't, they don't really enjoy them. They're just a filler yeah. just because I have that time. I can take away the junk food. That's never been an issue when I take it away. It's not hard yeah. to find healthy food. I, I have yeah. a great pantry where I live. Um, and once I take those things away, that's the easiest. One, one of the best things, one of the best tips from like... So when it comes to like healthy living and clean living yeah. and dieting, and mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that I've always said and recently has become like the big thing is not hard strict rules it's sustainability yeah right people who go gold turkey mm-hmm. almost always fail people yeah. who have like these grandiose visions mm-hmm. of what they want to do they mm-hmm. do it for two weeks and then they fail because it's too hard so it's like it's uh it's sustainability so one of the things that a lot of people suggest is don't have unhealthy food in your house yeah right if you want a bag of chips when you're out at the gas station buy a small snack size bag of yeah, chips absolutely. right uh get yourself a chocolate bar mm-hmm. right that's not going to kill you right mm-hmm. and it's going to it's going to give you what you want yeah but then it's not at home yeah you're not sitting down and watching tv yeah. with a giant bag of chips yeah right that's a big one mm-hmm. uh so yeah sustainability is a big one mm-hmm. i'm gonna be right back okay i'm just uh, i'm just gonna pause this really quick because i also have to use the washroom you can go ahead i gotta pause this while we're going this one we're going doing pretty good actually uh it's five o'clock. Okay. Okay. So you were. You said you want to go back and talk about sports, or was it just more about like? No, it was like, more on the subject of the um, the dopamine detox yeah. and 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 all that was said and done. I just I feel like a lot of people and we get stuck in the simulation of today. We live in such a simulated world. There are so many things so many outlets you can use to keep you stimulated and i think that's what makes a lot of people complacent whether it's vr or movies there are so many new and immersive experiences that will give you the stimulation you desire and people can fill their entire lives up with you just escape from the world you can just escape you you know it used to be very much limited to i would say like television and magazines and newspapers Uh, but today there's just so much you can do to occupy your time and yeah. have fun um, at the same time. It's time can pass so quickly and you have so much spare time to do the things you love, but it's hard to, you know, sit down and practice guitar when you could sit down and, you know, hop on, you know, the video games. And for me, what I want to do and for what I want to be, I got to put aside a lot of that filler stuff. There's room for it in, in, in controlled yeah. amounts, but I, I I don't think it's bad to play video games. Absolutely or watch a not. Movie. Like, Absolutely I, like, not. I, I never understand like that. Like that's another mm-hmm. one of those things about sustainability. It's like mm-hmm. don't just fucking like playing video games is fine. I agree. Right? I agree. But like 
control it. Find other things to do. Mm-hmm. And that's that's like my whole thing about domestication is like I know so many people, especially like they move out, they get their they get their job, they mm-hmm. get their forty hour week job, they're living with a friend or mm-hmm. girlfriend, and they just become domesticated. It's like mm-hmm. let's watch a movie, let's play games, mm-hmm. you know, let's smoke weed, let's you know, let's just get you know, go through the daily motions and do the same thing and just feed our dopamine addiction. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it's like like I was talking to uh, I was talking to my friend a little while ago, and uh, uh, we were waiting. Fuck it, I'm gonna say because well, Jack knows I had this conversation. It was Jack. I was talking to Jack, <laughs> and he said, uh, uh, "Someone we were waiting for one of his friends to get online and play Halo with us." And he's like, "Ah," oh, his friend was like, "I just got to grab some dinner, then I'll be on, right?" And then uh, he sends us a message in the group. He's like, "Oh wow, this Witcher. Sh- oh no, this new." Uh, the new episode of uh, Rick and Morty is so funny. I was like, why is he watching Rick and Morty? I thought he was just going to eat and get on. And Jack's like, oh, he's probably watching a show while he eats. And I'm like, well, first of all, you're going to take longer to eat if you're watching something. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And like pretty much everyone does something while they're eating now, whether mm. it's watching something or browsing Reddit or something. Yeah. Right? And Jack says, what do you do while you eat? I'm like, nothing. Maybe I'll listen to a podcast. Mm-hmm. But I never have my phone out while I'm eating. I rarely watch TV. Sometimes I watch TV while I'm eating. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Sarah and I will sit down and we'll eat and we'll have conversations yeah. while we're eating. Or we'll, I'll just... And Jack's like, that really... He, Jack's like, freaking me out just imagining you sitting there just eating. <laughs> right? And not doing anything while you eat. Yeah. Like we and, did 20 years ago. <clears throat> and I was like... I was like... I mean, even 20 years ago, there was still used to get the TV stand, yeah. right? And you eat in front of the TV. Like, yeah. But like... It, like I just it's just he's like well what do you do right I'm like I think mm-hmm. right it, and then it like I, I kind of I, I said this to him I had this thought it's like think your own thoughts yeah right when you're constantly watching things when you're playing video games mm-hmm. you're thinking other people's thoughts they're putting their thoughts into your head yeah right and there's nothing wrong with sharing information and mm-hmm. sharing ideas right mm-hmm. but think your own thoughts yeah right absolutely live your own life it's um it's important to have a balance in life of, um, I guess, creating and consuming. And, yeah. you know, it's, uh, it's, you got to find that balance and we all have a lot of creative energy, but you know, if you just consume, 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 I feel like that is when I feel the lowest is when yeah. I've just been consuming and you get stuck in a cycle because it's just a lot easier. Yeah. To just turn on a movie to before just, you go to bed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Then sometimes it is to just sit with your own thoughts I know a friend who, to discipline himself, this is something that he thinks is uh, crucial for his, uh, his like I guess his workout style. He doesn't listen to music when he works out. He feels like it's cheating. Yeah. You know, if you can't mentally get yourself just to work out, mm-hmm. just for the sheer will of wanting to work out, knowing it's a benefit, like mm-hmm. he doesn't listen to music because he feels like it's cheating, and you know you're not getting yourself there. <laughs> if you're listening, if you need to rely on music, you know it's for him. It's a completely creative area working out. And there's no yeah. consumption that goes along with it, such as listening to music. But for me, I need my beats. That's just yeah. me, though. Well, I love well music. one of the things, especially for like uh, 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 cardiovascular workouts, mm-hmm. working out your cardiovascular health. Um, so I've talked about this before. Uh, one of the benefits I found, um, even just from walking, is I find that one of the best things for me before I do a podcast is going for a walk. Yeah. Um, and I think that's for a couple of reasons. And one is, it just gets your brain going. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the muscles in your legs are the biggest muscles in your body. Yeah. It's half the body, yeah. right? And just walking, 
it acts as a pump. Every muscle that you move acts as a pump. Mm-hmm. It's not just your heart that pumps blood. It's the contraction of the muscles that yeah. will pump blood through, right? So you're pumping, you're literally pumping more oxygen to your brain. So you're allowing more thoughts to happen. You think more clearly. Mm. You're pumping out all the extra shit. Like, cause your brain does produce toxins that you need to clean out when you sleep. And that's what, you know, when you exercise, you're cleaning out those toxins. Yeah. Um, if you've ever listened, I don't know if you've ever listened to found my fitness, but it's a, no. it's a really good science health podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very well put together. And they recently had one about how, um, uh, stress creates certain buildups in your, in your brain that exercise actually changes the pathway of the creation, this, and then actually switches it and then produces beneficial things. Anyway, um, just getting outside and going for a walk is really good for, you know, the way your brain works. But also, like, for a little while when I went for runs, I was going for runs without music Mm -hmm. because a lot of people, when they go for runs, like, if you get rid of that and you just let your brain think, you can have, you know, it's really good for working through problems. Yeah, Um, yeah, absolutely. uh, So sometimes sometimes I don't listen to things when Mm -hmm. I'm working out, but I usually do. I'll, like, put on a podcast or something. Yeah. it is kind of you don't get the same like pump as like when you listen to music mm-hmm. when you're working out and like you get that good like mm-hmm. I don't know fucking eye of the tire comes on yeah. and you're just like fucking right bud mm. but uh yeah I, I I I appreciate the idea of not listening to things while you mm-hmm. work out I think there's some value to that but the times yeah. that I've really worked through problems has been on walks without music mm-hmm. um specifically like yeah I guess I bottle it up, but I'll go on like a three-hour hike. No, yeah. Of course, when I'm hiking in the forest, I won't can't listen to music because if there's a predator, <laughs> God forbid, I I, I you know I get too paranoid yeah. to to have something blocking out one of my senses. But yeah, I see what you're saying. But when that movement and the blood pump your brain, that's why you know going for a long walk and thinking. There's a I, reason you don't sit on the like some people sit on the couch and then think that we're right through the journal. That's fine, but a lot of people when they think of, I need to go for a walk and clear my head. It makes sense. Oh, yeah. Well, and I also have this theory, and I have no idea. I'll call it a hypothesis, but mm-hmm. it's not a theory because theory is based in fact, and hypothesis is based in uh, hypothesis. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, when you go for a walk with someone yeah. and you have a really good conversation with mm-hmm. them, uh, partially is probably because there's more blood flow in your brain, right? Mm-hmm. And you're getting more oxygen to your brain, yada, yada, yada. But I also think there's an evolutionary benefit to it, mm-hmm. especially for... Um, like back when humans were persistent hunters right and people would go on long hunting trips or even like travel extremely far distances right um from one town to another one city to another there was a benefit to be if you were someone who was able to talk and converse and connect with someone on long trips while you were walking you were better set to survive in the society Mm. right you were more likely to make connections that you needed. You would, you know, more likely to have children and more likely to have people that were around you to help you raise your children and just generally, you know, produce better offspring, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So I think there's value to just being able to walk and talk. Mm. And that's why you generally have better conversations when mm. you're walking. Long walks on the beach, <laughs> the true signs of an alpha male. <laughs> Long blocks on the beach. God, I... Makes me think about bad Tinder profile. <laughs> God, Tinder. I matched with three people in my six months on Tinder, and none of them... I was immediately like, why am I doing this? Oh, I bought the gold... 
I bought the Tinder Dude, I, I know more people who paid for Tinder than yeah. didn't pay for Tinder. Yeah, you know what? From the uh, from the on the male end of things, you kind of need to. Yeah. If you want, if if you're looking for as many it's, matches, it's as such possible. a weird thing because you're literally paying for sex, but you're paying a third party for sex. Which is acceptable. Like even, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you can do that. You mm-hmm. can pay someone else. Like, mm-hmm. but like, like you couldn't actually pay a pimp, but you can pay a company. Yeah. Like it's weird. You right? can pay for, but I don't know. You're <laughs> not because it makes sense to me because you're not. Yeah, in the sense you're paying it for if your goal is on Tinder is for sex. I'll say mine was or wasn't, <laughs> but you know, yeah, I guess you in a sense you are paying for sex, but obviously it's totally different than paying someone for sex. But in the concept. Yeah, you're out putting money for connections for that chance for the. Peaky <laughs> <laughs> oh. beds, gross, gross. I will have. Oh, if whenever I get a bed, like when I buy my own bed, and this isn't for the purpose of sex, I'm buying like I'm gonna put a lot of money into a good bed. I don't know. Yeah. For me, that's something I'm going to be particular about when I... Like a bed frame? Yeah, like a good bed frame, Dude. a good mattress. Like, it is... Furniture liquidation stores. Pardon me? Furniture liquidation stores. Like, like liquidation world? Uh, I don't know if liquidation... Maybe? Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I'm thinking of know. West Coast liquidation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, furniture liquidation stores. There's a really good one all the way out in Chilliwack. I think it's the best one that I've found, mm-hmm. but it's all the way out in Chilliwack. Mm-hmm. Do you work in Chilliwack? I, yeah, I, I work anywhere from Chilliwack to... Uh, Mostly South Surrey. But okay. uh, yeah, I'm out in Chilliwack once a week. Okay, if you're ever out in Chilliwack, go to Mr. Liquidator. Mr. Liquidator. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to throw out an advertisement to them. They are so good. They've got some of... They, you can buy like an entire bedroom set. Bed. wood, Solid wood bed. Mm-hmm. Uh, six drawer dresser. Side tables. for, And I think maybe a mattress is included for like $1,500. That sounds like a great deal. Dude, it's so good. They're like... They're... They sell mattresses for super cheap, and they're like a mm-hmm. registered seller of like Serta and stuff. I also generally like I, I bought my mattress from IKEA like mm-hmm. seven years ago, and yeah. it's one of the best mattresses I've ever slept on. It's the Liquidator, Mister Liquidator, Liquidator. Yeah, it's on sounds Evans like Road. A, hmm. Sounds yeah. like a villain's name. That's right. <laughs> cheap superhero movie. The Liquidator. Oh, that's that's gross for some reason. Liquidator. There's, there's something about like a, a super villain called Mister Liquidator that just makes me so uncomfortable. It sounds like it's from a porn parody. Oh my god. Yeah. Ugh. Man. Liquidates. I want to touch again on kickboxing because you said that you wanted to try kickboxing. I do want to try kickboxing. Why haven't you tried kickboxing? Uh, because I only got two classes a week in my previous oh. gym, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I wanted to use it for jujitsu. What I like about kickboxing and why I found it easier to get into than jujitsu is because it just there's a certain, I guess, dopamine release <laughs> when you hit the the mitt yeah. or you hit the bag. It just goes poof <laughs> or it makes a <laughs> and that just it, it sounds so good. It feels like there's an immediate reward yeah. in punching things. That yeah. just feels great, <laughs> and it's a good cardio workout yeah. for me. It's the easiest way to, to get my, my my calorie burns in was martial arts, whatever yeah. form that is. It's it's oh, it's so much better than running. It's so much better than running <laughs> oh than yeah, anything like that. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Yeah, you should try kickboxing. I'm going to a gym in Maple Ridge. Maple Ridge boxing. Yeah. Um, it's super cheap and it's close to home. Um, but that's just boxing. Yeah, every uh, kickboxing has overall been my favorite. Yeah. Uh, of Muay Thai any, or just kickboxing? Either. Either. Okay. You know, throwing in the elbow is definitely yeah. a lot of fun. But even Muay Thai, <laughs> you're practicing mostly 
kicks and punches. It's mostly kicks and, and then punches. occasionally do elbow or knee drills, but kicks and punches, yeah, feels great. It feels great, and I know you're gonna love it. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I also think that kickboxing, like if you like, if you take six months of jujitsu, and you get into a street fight, you might not really be able to implement it mm-hmm. because it's very hard and very. Mm-hmm. Not that kickboxing isn't technical, but it's a different kind of technicality mm-hmm. in jujitsu. But if you do six months of kickboxing or just even regular boxing mm-hmm. and you get in a street fight, you're going to do so much better than anybody who doesn't have mm. any kickboxing experience. I, I agree in sense, but it's funny because I have done something like that. When I was had been doing boxing for a year, yeah. me and my friends all got some gloves. I'm the only one that had ever had martial arts experience. Yeah. And we got in a, the, the local park and started just boxing. Yeah. And I found that I was getting touched up more than anybody because in that one year range you have the movements but you don't have an instinct that you have a a proper instinct and the person who just never boxed but is just going to come forward and throw hands is going to kick the six month boxer he's going to punch him in the face he's going to knock him down and I learned that with my friends but you you know how to throw a punch Mm -hmm. but there's a certain point in the street fight where whether you could throw a 90 degree hook it doesn't matter too much in a street fight, which is something that I learned, not the hard way, because this is with mittens, yeah. but I learned. And I've seen it at Merkley Park when I was in high school. A kid named Biggie. <laughs> yeah. He was this boxer. He's been boxed for two years. Got in a scrap with this kid, really skinny, scrawny. Biggie was Biggie. Yeah. And the scrawny kid, who had never boxed, was thrown windmill and touched him up. And I was just like, <laughs> And I realized like boxing is great, but it's just really a matter of aggression. What I think is the most important in a street fight, and if my kid, God forbid, ever gets in a street fight, wrestling or jujitsu, and if you can just learn to take someone down, yeah, once you're on the ground, just take it's, a, it's, a single no, or a double a leg takedown. Yeah, punches are nothing when you're on the ground, <laughs> especially if, if you're on the like if you're on your back. You, there's no there's yeah. If yeah. you know how to kind of get on top of someone and move your use your body in the ground. It's a totally different ball mm-hmm. game because anybody can punch, but not everybody knows how to wrestle. The yeah. other guy's instinct is just to get up, yeah. but you know when you know how to use your body weight on the ground. Personally, I'd rather no wrestling in a street fight or teach my kids how to wrestle. If God, like if I lived in the scummy neighborhood, my kids would be doing. But wrestling. the thing, the thing, and I mean, correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong on this. I'm not uh, as familiar with wrestling, mm-hmm. but with wrestling, you get to the pin and then you stop, right? Like, yeah, you get you get their back. What is it? Is a three second count or is it just? No, in, in, in wrestling, it's two, sho- two both shoulders. shoulders touching the ground. If you're ro- if, yeah, with no momentum. Yeah. If there's a moment of stillness, yeah, back to the ground, that's it. That's not, not not like WWE where they do the one, two, yeah, no, three. That it's just a yeah, short okay. moment. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, because to me, when I think about that and using it in like a like a street fight. Mm-hmm. With jujitsu, you don't. It's not getting them on the ground. It's getting them into submission. Mm-hmm. It's getting them mm-hmm. and and like before I even knew what jujitsu was, like many years ago, I always figured like if I was going to get into martial arts, it would be it would want to be something that's about submission mm-hmm. and manipulating their body mm-hmm. that you could just come and you can take them and you put them in a position that they don't want to be in, mm-hmm. right? And then I found out that's what jujitsu was, and then so like uh, eventually got into jujitsu. And if you're in a street fight. If, if you're learning in wrestling, you're going to 
get them to the ground, right? Especially mm-hmm. if they don't have any wrestling experience. Mm-hmm. You're going to get them onto the ground and then you're going to have them pin, right? But they're going to be struggling trying to get up. And then you, you, you don't have that extra step of like getting them to submit and mm-hmm. getting them to tap. Yeah. Right? If, with jiu-jitsu, if you get them to the ground and then lock them up in an arm bar and they, it's like, if you don't tap and if you don't submit mm-hmm. and say that I have won this fight, mm-hmm. I'm going to break your arm. Mm-hmm. Right? At the elbow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a wrestler, a jiu-jitsu artist might or I think I'd be more inclined to say the jiu-jitsu guy in a raw fight, no holds bar, UFC one type of fight. Yeah, I would put my money on the jiu-jitsu guy. I mean, Hoist Gracie, jiu-jitsu versus wrestler. You mean? Yeah, jiu-jitsu versus wrestler. I'd put my money on a jiu-jitsu guy because once they both get to the ground, which is a position they're both, you know, familiar with. Yeah, one has more tools than the other. The jiu-jitsu artist. Yeah, um, but uh, a wrestler are, is heavy. Yeah. Like it's a, it's a sprint. Like, there are there are oh. there are jujitsu fighters that are fucking heavy. Like you you, you you roll like a one hundred and twenty pound guy and he feels like he weighs three hundred pounds mm-hmm. and you're like you're like, bitch, what are you doing? <laughs> like where's this weight coming from? Like <laughs> uh but but like the the wrestler has the pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh on the flip side, mm-hmm. uh I don't know what I don't know what defense is like in wrestling. Um jujitsu is a lot about I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of escapes and stuff in wrestling and stuff. Yeah, uh, but the wrestling escapes and wrestling defense would not work in jiu-jitsu because in wrestling, just line, the, line your stomach, put your face to the ground. They can't flip you on your back. Yeah. But in jiu-jitsu, that guy's going to oh, choke he, you out. Oh, yeah. He's going to choke you out. He's going to yeah. take your arm, bend it back. Very yeah. different. Jiu-jitsu right. has a lot more tools. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I'd, ra- I'd rather my kid know how to grapple in general in yeah. a street fight than box. And that's what I've kind of seen. Although I prefer kickboxing stuff is much more fun to me i'd rather my kid know grappling it for proper self-defense see that's something i think about a lot too is like when it comes to a street fight like no gi versus gi like in all honesty like people aren't gonna be wearing a gi mm-hmm. like obviously when you get into a street fight so mm-hmm. no gi could be better mm-hmm. but if they're wearing any kind of coat or jacket like if if you're doing mm-hmm. no gi against if you're doing jujitsu against someone who hasn't trained in jujitsu and they're not wearing a jacket, they might they might be able to like wiggle out. It's a little bit more flexible, mm-hmm. but so but you you have to be uh, better at no gi uh, to win a fight with someone who's not wearing a jacket. But mm-hmm. if they are wearing a jacket and you have those grips, they're donezo, mm-hmm. right? If you, oh. if you if you can get the wrist and collar. And you can like yeah. you know you, you you pop your you get the wrist and collar and you pop your foot up onto their onto their fucking like just onto their hip and you just do a little spin and drop them to the ground. Yeah, they may fall down on top of you, but they mm-hmm. have the wrist and collar. You're there in your clothes guard now. Yeah, you do a quick swivel and then pop them into an armbar mm-hmm. and they're done. So mm-hmm. right. Yeah, you're like game over, man. Man, I love martial <laughs> arts. Martial arts to me is is the most one of the most fascinating things. And I think lately I used to love fighting just to watch people fight and scrap. You know, yeah. like you. In sport, I love I love it in sport. I'm not so much a fan of street fighting, um, but lately I've been watching <laughs> UFC a lot, Bellator MMA a lot, just martial arts a lot differently, and I've come to appreciate it so much more as I see almost like a dance. It's a, it's a sport, but it's like a dance between two different styles and watching the micro movements. Oh yeah, and how this like watching somebody calculate how to win a fight, adjust to somebody else's yeah. style. The problem solving behind the MMA match has been so fascinating to me lately, and that's why I realized why I love fighting. I love the just the grit of 
getting punched in the face, punched someone else in the face. But the problem solving and not the violence behind it, but the art behind martial arts yeah. is what's so fascinating to me. Whether it's MMA as a whole or yeah. each martial art in its own. Just boxing. But fascinating. To be, the other thing that I've learned about uh, martial arts, at least for jiu-jitsu, like I said, I've just only ever been jiu-jitsu, is it's not just about beating the other person. It's about beating yourself. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, about, it's about learning and understanding that you're going to get beat. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get beat more than you're gonna win. Mm-hmm. Like that's just how mm-hmm. it is. Like, like as a white belt, you roll with the blue belt and it's fucking awful, mm-hmm. right? As a, you, then you watch that blue belt roll with the purple belt and it's embarrassing. Then you watch that purple belt roll with the brown belt and you're like, what's happening? And then it's a brown belt versus. And then you like you occasionally get a coral belt coming out somewhere and you coral? watch coral. Coral. It's it's uh it's uh, red and black. Wow. And that's I think that's thirty years of black belt. Yeah. Uh, and then uh. They roll the black belt. Like the the skill ceiling is infinite, mm-hmm. right? Because it's not just it's it's not a vertical progression; it's a lateral progression, mm-hmm. right? Because there's so many different styles of mm-hmm. jujitsu, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like it's like a game of chess, and it's like you have to know exactly what you're doing with each one of your limbs, your center of gravity, your post, what's going on, and know exactly what they're doing with all of those things with mm-hmm. their body, mm-hmm. uh, and it just and the the other thing that I love about it is I have never once left jujitsu feeling shitty. Yeah. And not even I haven't mm-hmm. even left jujitsu feeling normal. Mm-hmm. It's always a high. Mm-hmm. It's always like I like I'm tired, I'm sweaty, like my heart I mean usually like because my cardio is pretty good because of jujitsu it's mm-hmm. usually like settle off. But I'm always like like my dopamine, my serotonin, yeah. everything is like one hundred percent. Is that type two fun? Right? That's good. It's so it's good. A good feeling. There's some yeah, the, the post workout feeling is one of the best feelings. Yeah. And um God, if you can just get in there and do it, it is so rewarding and gets getting in the habit of it. Oh well that's, yeah. that's, going, that's where I'm going after this. Go to the gym. <laughs> that's that's a that's a that's a big thing too, is like one like uh I have to admit, it's always I, I hate do, saying this, but like I started getting into jujitsu because of Joe Rogan. And it was like, it was, it was before, before I knew what jujitsu was, I wanted to get in, like, if I was going to do a martial art, it would be something to do with like manipulating the body. Mm -hmm. Right. I always knew that. And then I found out what jujitsu was through Joe Rogan. Mm -hmm. Uh, and I always kind of wanted to learn to defend myself because I have no tools to defend myself. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, so then I was like, well, this is something I want to give a try. Right. And then it was eventually just like. And this is the case for everything. And the the thing about martial arts and going to the gym is, A, you're paying for it. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to go. Uh, B, if you don't go, you don't get better at it. Yeah. Right? It's not like it's not like just going to the gym where you get better at it because you can lift mm-hmm. more. It's like there's, there's technique to it. Mm-hmm. So you're learning, right? Mm-hmm. You're learning. And C, there's cr- people there who kind of rely on you to be there. Like if you don't show up, they're not going to be like, why weren't you here, bro? Mm-hmm. But like everyone needs each other to progress. Right? The more people, like you know, you can people get to know you, right? Mm-hmm. You go there, especially like the nogi class was always quite small. Yeah, at at uh, West Coast, and uh, you know, it was, sometimes it would be two people and the teacher, and sometimes it would be nine or ten people. Mm-hmm. But you get to know everyone there, and you get to know their styles. And like, uh, there's one guy who goes to like. He started a month before me. He goes to like three or four classes a week, mm-hmm. and he's like a blue belt now. And like, oh, <laughs> it's a fucking joke. Yeah. I'm still like a no stripe white belt. Which in all reality, if I just went to a few more uh, gi classes and they watched me roll, I'd probably at least get another stripe or two. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
when you're going nogi you don't get you don't wear a belt you don't get like you do technically get stripes but like you're not wearing a belt so nobody's looking at what belt you are mm, mm-hmm. um so yeah yeah like <sighs> jiu-jitsu is so much fun yeah and i feel what you're saying about people rely on each other when you know you go to boxer when i went to a martial arts class and someone suddenly stopped showing up. He always felt bad. Yeah, you're like, like where, where the guy? is that guy? He was right? good. Yeah, I enjoyed rolling with him. I enjoyed sparring with him. And you're just like, what's he up to? And then you're like, yeah, you kind of depend on these people for, you know, everyone kind of helps each other keep going. Everyone learns from each other. And the communal feeling. And it's always a good time. It's always a good time. Like, I, I rolled there for a year and a half and I'm trash. And nobody's like, hey, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> trash. <laughs> Oh, Everyone's right. like, you know, and like I told them, like, like I know I'm not good, but I'm coming because it's fun. That's yeah. why I'm doing it, right? Mm-hmm. And like, you know, the blue belts will still roll with you, mm-hmm. right? The black belts will still roll with you. They don't care. And like, I prefer to roll with black belts because mm-hmm. even though they lay me out, they're not like a white belt rolling with a white belt. You're much more likely to get hurt, right? Well, Liam likes getting rolled out on the black. Oh yeah, mm. I, I like being rolled by black. Yeah, that's. That's our that's our hot jujitsu minute. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to. I yeah, it's been a hot minute since I've done any boxing, and I've been complacent. But Monday, going. My dad started going. My little brother started going. Oh, that's yeah. when Michi was like, well, "Okay, I need to go." Yeah. If my family's going now, yeah. and I'm not. Gosh, what am I? Yeah. Who am I? I I'm going to tell you this, and Sarah's not going to be happy about me, happy about me telling you this, but I'm trying to get her to go to kickboxing. Mm. And I have so many friends who do kickboxing, mm-hmm. and they're like, every time they're like, they're like, "Hey, Sarah, you should do kickboxing." Hey, Sarah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I just I want to approach it with the totally. Uh, now that I've kind of fallen out of it, it's going to be like a relearning process. Yeah. But I'm happy because I looked at my old style of how I try to learn to box and how I incorporate it into my movements and you know there's so much more I could do and so much more I could work on I was just focusing on punching yeah. and how good I could punch and how good my punches would look on camera yeah. but like oh, I want to get the head the, movement it's all about the footwork get, and the... I want to get in the footwork I want to get in the head movement I want to start doing blind boxing and hear me <laughs> out it's going to sound really whack but wearing a blindfold and just having a partner shout out one two three yeah. four just going left right left right and then doing it without this, the one, two, without the count, yeah. but just doing the same rhythm, right? Yeah. Just getting used to moving in rhythm because people always yeah. punch left, right, left, right. You just, yeah. once you punch with your right, your body just wound up left. This is how punching works. Yeah. And I want to, I want you to do some like Dragon Ball esque <laughs> training methods. Some Star Wars shit. Yeah, some Star Wars using the, oh, yeah, using the force. <laughs> there, there's so many unorthodox styles of training I kind of want to try and so many fun drills that I've thought of. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to get back on it. But I wanted to do this a couple weeks ago, but they've been closed. Uh, for winter break but yeah. yeah starting monday i'm back at it and hopefully <coughs> the start of something good but yeah it's not a new year's resolution no i, I hate just, new year's resolution i was about to say i hate new year's resolutions because if you need an external factor to motivate you like the fact that it's new yeah. year like if, you, if that doesn't come from an internal need or an internal yeah. desire it's never going to last it has to be internal I, yeah it, it has, has to be, be internal it's, it has to be you you and it has to be like internal reward right mm-hmm. I think out of any year, this is the year that I've seen the least people talk about New Year's resolutions. I don't spend a lot of time scrolling through my social media, but I just, no one, I don't think anybody I've talked to has talked about New Year's resolutions, which is a good and a bad thing. But, you know, New Year's resolutions, yeah, they, they don't usually last because no. 
I guess so, yeah. Going to the gym on like January 4th, like the <laughs> first day back to work and it's just like a mess. Yeah. And like on the one hand, you don't want to be like, oh, look at these fucking losers. They're just here because it's the new year and then they're going to fall out. Because like, you know, good on you for trying to get your life better. But mm-hmm. like, don't fucking don't, you know, start going to the gym in like March 7th. Mm. Right. Just March make, make, 7th resolutions, folks. Like just make a decision. Yeah. That's just like fucking... Better your life because there's always a way you can be better. Yeah, you can, you can live your life better. What was something that you want to accomplish? Like, not a New Year's resolution, but like a six month vision. Do you have any goals that you're aspiring towards? I always have a lot of things. I want to do more. I want to create more content. So, like I like I said before, I want to do like, and this is largely because like I'm done school now. I'm working a nine to five, so I'm gonna have a lot more free time. Uh, one piece of content a week. Mm-hmm. podcast blog posts whatever it is uh i want to start a youtube channel and there's like a million things i want to do like i want to do some like uh video based podcasts yeah and not 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 in the sense of like sitting down and talking with a camera mm-hmm. but like taking ideas and matching them up with footage that i've taken in the past like kind of mm. like i i kind of want to do like some inspirational stuff yeah no i'm picking up what you're putting down um but like i kind of also hate inspirational stuff yeah like, uh, but like, uh, you know, kind of in a way of just like tracking my adventures. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause mm-hmm. like on the one hand, I hate people. I hate it when people are like, they have to put up everything that they do. But on the other hand, I would love to be able to monetize doing things that I love to do. Yeah. And sometimes all that is, is just making content, right. Mm-hmm. Putting the videos up. Mm-hmm. Right. So, like, I did my 10-day motorcycle trip up into the Kootenays over the summer, right? And I have tons of pictures and videos from that trip, right? So, just cut those together and then do some sort of, like, monologue over top Mm -hmm, of it, mm -hmm. right? And just sort of talk about why I did it, what we did, how it made me feel, and, like, you know, and just do those style kind of Mm -hmm. things and call those, like, video podcasts, like, three or four minutes, Mm -hmm. right? Just kind of putting together the shit that I experienced. Because when you do shit like that, you see and experience shit. That you wouldn't experience and see anywhere else, mm-hmm. right? Like we saw shit. There's just this fish floating. I have a video of it, and my friend has a video of it. It was just like we were we were sitting on the side of uh, the Upper Arrow Lakes, which is technically just a part of the Columbia River. Yep. Just uh, just outside of Revelstoke, mm-hmm. we were just camping on the edge of it, right? Yep. And the sun was up, and we're sitting there. We were smoking weed because I'm I've given up on trying to You're hide a it road now. trip in British Columbia <laughs> <laughs> like it's legal now it's been legal for over a year I live on my own I'm a fucking adult occasionally I enjoy a little toke right and like we're it's like 11 o'clock at night we're on the side of a river right there's no fire laws or anything it was, everything we were doing was completely legal actually yeah. technically it wasn't a national uh, or a national park so not a national park a provincial park technically you're not supposed to smoke in provincial parks but Wow. No, maybe we weren't actually in it because we were down the edge. We, we, I don't think we were technically in it anymore. I think we were technically on crown land at that mm-hmm. point. Anyway, we were just hanging out. <clears throat> Moon was shining. It was beautiful. Then we heard this splash on the water's edge, like 15 meters down from where we were sitting. And we were like, what the fuck was that? And then we just so we kept talking, hanging out. Like We had like veggies and hummus and just chilling. And then we hear it again. I'm like, what the fuck? It's splashing around in the water over there. So we walk over there, and there's a fish floating upside down, still alive, bumping up against the water with, like, the lapping of the water against the oh, sand. Oh, yeah. And we're like, what the fuck happened to this fish? 
and we couldn't figure it out. It was like dying, and we didn't have like a knife or anything to put it out of its misery. Oh, right. Well, reverse baseball bat is use the fish as the bat. <laughs> hit the tree. Uh, and it was this weird fucking thing, and like all I could think of was uh, it either got hit by a boat mm. or something attacked it, like a larger fish. Mm. Attacked it deeper in the water. Yeah, it's always a bigger fish. Or it got into a fight or yeah. something. And it just, it fucked up its swim bladder and it flowed to the surface and just mm. kind of floated to the edge of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's bad so way it just, to go. And then there was another thing that I found. It was just a bush. I went to pee in the bush and there was several dozen moths on this one plant. Hmm. And it was so fucking weird. I didn't know why. It was just all these moths mm. aggregated on this one plant. And there was another one where there was a tree. I just kind of went for a walk at night. And there was this, it was this birch tree. And it had hundreds of these little millipede things climbing up the tree. Just straight up. Oh. And I had no that idea. gives me shivers. Here, I'll see if I can find the video. I'll show you later. Please. Um, you just see weird shit. Yeah, and it's a whole it's a whole fucking experience. I want to spend a lot more time in the outdoors because I think that's I want you to take long, me up but... to your family's cabin up in Hundred Miles House. Hmm? I want you to take me up to your family's cabin. I love a Hundred Mile House. <laughs> like I think I've said this to you or a lot of people before. I want to retire in the Caribou. Yeah, there's it's you should go to the Kootenays, man. It's it. I I plan on really going anywhere. Yeah. I'm sorry, I plan. I want to go everywhere and anywhere yeah. at one point in my life. Um, you know, so obviously it's diff- hard when you get stuck in a nine to five. That's the problem. Um, with nine not to stuck. Five. No shack shine. I love you. <laughs> um, but you, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Travel is something I am going to do before I have kids. Cause I think traveling is the best way to learn. Um, oh, yeah. I think, yeah, traveling is such an incredible learning experience. I want to travel every continent. That's like the absolute minimum of my life goal is seeing every continent. Uh, beyond that, you know, seeing quite a lot in every continent yeah would I would love to go to Africa mm-hmm. oh safaris man like I want to go on those yeah, of course natural you know yeah. you might see nothing yeah you might see you know a kung fu kangaroo versus <laughs> a, a, a tiger I know there aren't kangaroos <laughs> in Africa but you know what I'm saying like I want to see I want, ideally yeah I want to follow all these nature pages yeah. Lions attacking each other, well, that, buffalo versus alligator. That, I want to see it. That's that's the other thing too. Is like there's so much in the world that I want to see, but there's also so much in BC that I want to see. Yeah, like I you, haven't even been to Tofino. I've I've been to the island once for a few hours. What? Yeah, in grade eight for a field trip. Damn. Yeah, me me and my girlfriend house sat for uh, uh, friends of ours for. I think we did it on three occasions, a cumulative like a month and a half of house sitting. And instead of paying us out, in, in turn, we're going to use their, um, they have like a camper van. They've renovated into a, uh, into like a travel van. You got a bed, yeah. you got this and that. It's really cool. Yeah. It's really cool. It's well made. Um, so we're going to use that for you know, four or five nights and ideally Tofino's the spot. And Don't go to yeah. Tofino, go to Uculet. Uculet. Uculet's yeah. the spot. It's uh, it's 40 minutes away from Tofino. Probably and it's a lot quieter. It's not a tourism spot. Yeah. I know, I know I've heard a lot from people that have been there that, Tofino is still Tofino, but just like Whistler, it's grown into the tourism. the tourism spot. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of 
it's less authentic than it used to be. Yeah. Um, I have a friend. I still plan on going, and, and there's probably a lot to do. Of course, it's a beautiful area in, in a natural wise. I'm not sure how much of the town specifically I'm attracted to, more than the thought of the beaches and the mountains and yeah. the, all the inlets and all that's what I'm yeah. you know, dreaming of seeing. And yeah. storm. My, 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 my friend grew up in Uculet, mm-hmm. and she's like, if you're going to go anywhere, go to Uculet. Okay. Like, don't go to Tofino. It's a, it's a tourist trap. Everything's tourist priced, and you feel it's like 45 minutes out. Mm. Duly, no, no, duly noted. Yeah. I'll be there. Yeah, there's so many things. And, like, yeah, there's so many places I want to go in BC, and there's so many places I want to go back to in mm-hmm. BC. And, but then there's like every place, there's all these places in America that I want to go to. And then oh, there's like Eastern Canada, so and there's Northern Canada. Like, mm-hmm. I'd love to go to the Arctic. I'd love to go to like uh-huh. Yukon or Alaska, yeah. really. I'm indifferent to which one, but. Man, I want to see yeah, the tundra. Yeah. I want to see a big bear. I want <laughs> to see a big bear. Not yeah. one of these pussy-ass black bears. Black bears I want to see a big bear. Oh, yeah. dude, I used to have an issue, not with uh, black bears being a danger to me, but me being a danger to myself. <laughs> I would, every time I saw a black bear, as fast as I could, I'd sprint towards <laughs> the black bear. And at first it was me starting to like scare them off, kind of wave my arms, ah, run. But then I just became addicted to like, I am more alpha (laughs) than this bear. And I will prove it to myself that I am the alpha, prove to this bear that I'm the alpha and prove myself I have no fear. So I would just start running at bears. And and one day it got dangerous, really dangerous when I was kind of stalking a bear with my friend. (laughs) And I turned away for a minute, like not a minute, like 10 seconds to text my, text one of my, uh, Someone that was outside of the the area yeah. saying, "Hey, just so you know, we're kind of uh, following this bear." <laughs> I turn around and my friend is all of a sudden like fifteen meters away from me, and I turn around the other way, and the bear is about ten meters closer than oh, it was. God. And in that moment, the bear had bluff charged us, oh, shit. but I was on my phone sending a text, <laughs> and that was when I uh, kind of stopped. Yeah, it's a good idea because yeah. the other thing too is you also have to make sure there's no babies around. Yeah. When you charge at a bear. <laughs> oh. Because yeah. sometimes Foolish. you don't see the babies because they're only about a foot and a half, a half off the ground. Mm-hmm. Ah. Oh, fuck. It's my fucking phone. This, I need to get a, like, I got a new phone uh, a few days ago. It's shiny. Yeah. But feel how slick this plastic is on the back. It just fucking slides off of everything. Mm. If you mm. put it on paper, it's like, it's like, like oh. just like, good fucking luck, man. Just like. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I need to... It's like it's lathered in baby oil. Yeah, it's fucking... Yeah, when I go and buy phones, I don't do any research beforehand. Mm. I just go, give me a phone. Because all phones are the same. I had this conversation last night oh, as well. Oh, no, it's not true. It's okay, not tell true. me tell me why they're not the same. Um, Well, some phones, it's like over... I think for me, it's like over the lifespan of two years, will it still have a strong processing power? And I find like, at first, a lot of phones are not the same. I agree with you. But for me, it's like quality. And then like the two, two years after your phone, is it still going to be fast? iPhones, I haven't found that with my Google Pixel yeah, don't 2 get, XL. Don't, I, I have. Don't don't get iPhones. iPhones are trash. Hmm. Um, and I do see a difference in quality between some of the cameras. Um, it's usually a generational thing. All the phones in made in 2017 will kind of have the same. Okay, but have you? Okay, so I actually had this discussion last night mm-hmm. again. So for the no people that actually listen to all these podcasts, <laughs> um, I apologize to anybody listening who listened to the one that the previous one, but like. So the difference, the differences in camera come from a few things. Um, first of all, it's all software. Um, the hardware 
they've added more lenses on recent cameras, which is good because it allows you to catch more light, which mm-hmm. is a big important thing. But it's all about, it's not about the number of pixels, it's about pixel density, mm-hmm. right? And a high pixel density isn't necessarily a good thing mm-hmm. because if you have a sensor size of a centimeter and a half, which is, I don't know, maybe that big on most phones, because you have you have a lens, a teeny tiny lens that can only capture so much light, and then a sensor behind it, and then you pack a bunch of fucking pixels on it. It doesn't matter if your pixel. It doesn't matter if you have fucking fifty megapixels or two megapixels, because if your sensor size is only you know whatever a centimeter and a half by a centimeter and a half, your the the amount of light instead of let's say one photon mm-hmm. that's not the case because those are tiny but like well one unit of light let's just say one unit of light instead of hit one unit of light hitting one pixel one unit of light is hitting 200 pixels oh so it's but just, all yeah. those 200 pixels are still producing the same image as that one pixel mm-hmm. because it's only getting one bit of light yeah right uh, okay so first of all if you get six images lined up mm-hmm. taken from six different phones and you say, well, yeah, you can tell that this one's slightly better. Hmm. How often are you going to be looking at six images of the same thing mm-hmm. on, from six different phones and it's actually be like, wow, that's a really mm-hmm. nice picture. Yeah, I do agree. The quality you. of a picture is mostly based on the photographer, mm-hmm. right? And how good they're at taking pictures. Second of all, if you take any of those pictures and blow them up on an actual computer screen, they, I don't want to say they look like junk, but their quality isn't going to be great compared to DSLR. Yeah. Because DSLR has a large camera and a large sensor Much size. Much larger and a larger My, uh, I think. My uh, 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 Canon uh, T2, T2i uh, DSLR, I think is a 12 megapixel, mm-hmm. which is lower than a lot of modern phones. Mm-hmm. But it has a two-inch sensor. Yeah. Right? So I can take amazing pictures out mm-hmm. of it, right? The other thing is the way the software works on most modern phones is when you test press the picture button, it takes like 30 different pictures, like a whole bunch of pictures all at once with different settings. And then it takes all the different pictures and goes, oh, this, is a, this looks good on this picture and this looks good on pictures and it stitches all together mm-hmm. into one picture, right? And that's how you get the good pictures. Mm. When you get companies advertising how great their low light photos are, they're only great when you're looking at them on a six inch screen. Mm-hmm. If you look them on a computer screen or like, mm. God forbid, actually try to print it, mm-hmm. it's going to be grainy as shit because what you've done is you've jacked up the ISO, mm-hmm. right? And on most modern digital camera, uh, like DSLRs and stuff, you can jack the ISO away out up really high and when you look at it on a tiny little screen it looks great mm-hmm. but when you look at it big it's all really grainy because i don't know exactly how iso works but basically it changes the way it reads light mm-hmm. so you can see an image and it's clear right so it's great if you're just trying to record things right like record a moment but if you're actually trying to take a good picture yeah. they fucking suck mm-hmm. right so like one of the biggest things that people talk about is like look how good the camera on this phone is yeah and they're all the same yeah Hmm. right for me i guess it's a generational thing year after year the quality gets better but all the phones in that year same phone same photo and it's like i mean yeah obviously you look at photos from now versus photos Mm -hmm. on phone six years ago but even like (sighs) i don't know i see but one thing i I can't do it on this because i don't think i'm logged onto this computer huge difference huge difference incredibly noticeable difference between an iphone 8 and my google pixel 2 xl I love it. 
know. I think it takes great photos. I think even <laughs> like low motion photos are great. The other thing too that's is screen just, quality. That's just, that's just me. The other thing is screen quality, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll pull it up later. Um, I'll see if I can find it now. Actually, it won't be as good on this screen, but I'm going to show you a fi- picture I took on my uh, LG Nexus Five mm-hmm. five years ago. Mm. Uh, it was October. Maybe it was no, it wasn't two years ago. It was three years ago. No, it wasn't even. It was three. It was three years ago. So I'm going to go October 2016. We'll see. Oh, I'm not connected to Wi-Fi. That's why it's not loading. Mm. Uh, if you get good light, the point of this picture is if you get good light, you're going to, you're going to get a good picture. Mm-hmm. Um, nope, 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 nope. Here it is. Zoom in on that picture anywhere. So that picture was taken on a, at the time, it was a two-year-old phone. Maybe even a three-year-old phone. Right? Mm -hmm. Because it's good lighting. That's great lighting. That's actually, like... Overall, like you got a good image here. I love, oh, I love the clouds. <laughs> is that um, Chilliwack? It's Chilliwack. It's up on Elk Mountain. Oh, yes, I could definitely see the. Yeah, that's beautiful. No, that's a beautiful uh, location. It's a great hike. Yeah, yeah. For for an old like, I, yeah, I guess you're right. Lighting, all phones are the same. It's it's like, you know, you get different processors and this and that, but like, what are you doing on your phone, like? You don't need like that extra half second is gonna make a huge difference, right? Yeah. It's like you're just on social media and playing games anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't even play games on my phone because having, like, having I don't like I I know people who do, but games on the phone to me is just like I, I can't. It's like you don't constantly you don't need a video game in your pocket, right? Yeah. I it's like I use my phone for texting mm-hmm. and calling and like social media, mm-hmm. and even then, like I'm I've got my Facebook buried in so many levels mm-hmm. of. Uh, folders <laughs> specifically yeah. so that I'm not just because yeah. before it used to be on my homepage and be photo on like Facebook right yeah. now I have to like swipe press 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 then get into Facebook mm. that's, smart. <laughs> that's very smart um, yeah I don't know I, I just think a lot of a lot of people put a lot like way too much value so what anyway the whole, the whole point is when I go in to get a phone I say give me a new phone yeah right and honestly, I only do it because I like it's, you know, it's time for a new contract. And part of me just wants to use my old phone until it dies and just keep this one stored away mm-hmm. until the, my old phone dies and then just pull this one out. Mm-hmm. I, you're about to go off in a, in a different uh, division of the subject. You're saying, I don't think social media is, I, I, you, I think you're going to go along with like not a good use of time or you don't like to waste time on it anymore. I, I, I feel very much, I don't know if that's where you're, where you're about to go, but I... I spend too much spend time. A on lot of time on Snapchat, Facebook, yeah. Instagram. But for me, it's like one of those things you talked about earlier. Kind of gives you no nutritional value. Yeah, like, it's good to, as a tool to connect to people when you really yeah. want to. But yeah. man, just like the endless Instagram scrolling. Yeah. It's just, just video games or whatever. It's just filler. I don't follow a whole lot of people mm-hmm. or hashtags on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't think I, I follow very few hashtags. I follow on. one hashtag and it's Dragon Ball. <laughs> 
I follow like reptiles and fish. <laughs> it's so much more <laughs> <laughs> proper. Um, oh. uh, but yeah, the thing is, like, I don't, I never, I've never used Reddit. Mm-hmm. I don't certainly don't have the Reddit app because mm. that one's really dangerous. Um, it's and the good supremacists. <laughs> the good thing about Facebook and Instagram is. I don't follow enough people that like if I spend more than 20 minutes on it a day, it just becomes the same stuff Yeah, that I've already seen, mm-hmm. especially since I follow a lot of news outlets. Mm. Um, it's just kind of like the same stories and stuff, mm. uh, which is very good for me to be like, okay, I've seen everything now. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to pull it out again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I am going to use like, I don't always share my podcasts on them when I think whenever they come out, because mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know. Like, a lot of the stuff that I say on here is, like, not that anybody in my family would ever listen to these things. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, no. I guess it doesn't matter. I f- I'm picking up what you're putting down. It's like you're not always ready to put out two hours worth of your thoughts onto the on the internet or necessarily onto, like, you know, for your immediate family. So not, I, yeah, I totally feel there. Um, but at the same time, I always come on to a podcast knowing that, God I- forbid... Everything you say is recorded. Everything I say is recorded, and I'm going to get... I'm ready. (laughs) Everything I say, I know that I might get Kevin Harded (laughs) 15 years down the line. Yeah. And I I always say whatever I say. I always know that whatever I say, I'm going to be able to stand by. And, you know, I'm not afraid to stand by what I say. If my opinion changes way down the line, I'm more than happy to say my opinions have changed. But There's also the thing that, like, people fucking change, man. (laughs) People do change. People do change, and I just I hate the whole culture of, you know, someone said this so long ago. Yeah. Let's let's put it, let's label them now. I just feel like not and a thing lot is of like it that... comes from a a, a, um, a genuine feeling. It's more of an agenda for a platform to frame somebody to get them it's, out of. It's trying to prove them. that you are so good that you're willing to oh, call other people out. Virtue. It's yeah, a yeah. huge virtue signal. Look at me. Yeah. I'm a good person because I'm outing this guy for what he said yeah. 15 years ago. You know iDubs? Yeah. And that the Tiana, who's that? Oh, where he goes that? to the fucking convention. Yeah, dude. Oh, my like, God. I can't believe he says the N-word all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and there's like videos of her saying it when she, like, I don't know how long ago. But she she got, she says it so much. She used to say it so much. Yeah. And he says it in one of his videos and she's oh, I'm trying to, you know, virtue signal. Like, oh, I hate this YouTuber looking at him. He's a bad guy. Yeah, he, yeah. he he won that battle. Yeah, he won that battle. And he had never, she had never seen any of his videos either. Yeah, so when he showed so, up, someone, <laughs> someone just someone just told someone just <laughs> saying, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, so good. Yeah, uh, that that's that's awful. Yeah, that was something. Yeah, I also say a lot of shit in here that like some people would probably construe oh. as racist and sexist. Oh. Like me and my friend went off You're yesterday. Snowflake. <laughs> uh, me and my friend went off yesterday about how women argue mm-hmm. <laughs> about how like mm. uh, just kind of how like there's you know you always hear like say men don't understand women and like but like women also don't understand men mm-hmm. like you can't even pretend that they do like there's always the joke that men just want to fuck and it's like on one hand yeah but women also just want to fuck mm. but also like there's like you know like the whole like toxic masculinity or like mm-hmm. oh you're going to kickboxing because you just want to fight mm-hmm. it's like well no or like you know just you know i want to work out and be strong like mm-hmm. but also like fucking do whatever you want the great thing about being a man or a woman and living in the society is you can do whatever you mm-hmm. want mm-hmm. 
right? I see where people can come from where if you generalize women argue like this, there are a lot of women that don't. But in general, like there are commonalities and I did I did specify at the end of the whole thing that I was like kind of drawing from my own experiences. Mm -hmm. But like at the same time, like Mm -hmm. the shit that we were saying, like you can see in a million stand up comedy routines Mm -hmm. about how men like like if a woman is confident that she was right, she will argue her point. Like mm-hmm. this is a Bill Burr's thing. But if she think no, she's wrong, she will argue you. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. But anyway, like yeah, it just we we went off this whole thing, and it's like it's like man, like at the almost every end of almost every single one of these podcasts, I'm like man, that was a sexist podcast or that was a fucking racist <laughs> podcast. <laughs> mm. And I think I think you know. People need to recognize that there's differences uh, in individuals and groups, right? There's differences between groups. They're different between mm-hmm. cultures. And like, on one hand, yeah, you should totally celebrate those differences. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's also kind of funny to talk about the fact that like, I never fucking understand why someone in this other group would do that shit. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. <laughs> like, just know. for those far in the future who are scurrying through these to uh, tarnish Liam Kreider's career, just know he's not racist. He's currently hosting a brown person on his podcast. Oh yeah, so he's a very See? he's a very wholesome individual. Last night I had an Indian on. Oh. <laughs> Multicultural man. My girlfriend is half, half Chilean. Really? Yeah, her mom's Sick. from Chile. I didn't know that. Yeah, I know she had a very slight like I guess accent. She Italy. well she I mean she was born here mm-hmm. and like so like she doesn't really. She does kind of, she occasionally says like Spanish words just because mm-hmm. that's, you know, her mom had her, she doesn't speak Spanish. She, mm-hmm. she knows about the same amount of Spanish as I do, mm-hmm. which is about like a grade I, 11. the washroom and hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mira, she's like that. That's what she always says mm-hmm. to her mom. Like, look at this. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Cause like, you know, I joke around a lot about being like, oh yeah, you Everyone says the N word in a when they're in a safe space, <laughs> right? I that's, that's just how it is. But you're allowed to. I. I am like a cup of coffee with three shots of cream. <laughs> I am like a double double on a, on a whiter day. Like, I, I, if someone says I'm allowed to say the N word, I take it as a compliment. But I am very much not black. I'm a mocha. I'm a yeah, mocha. but I mean, like, not even hot chocolate. Mimoka. It's touchy subject. And we were also talking about how it's a great word. Mm-hmm. Mocha? No. <laughs> <laughs> mocha shit. What's up, Mocha? <laughs> Mocha's in Paris. This is my Mocha Deontay. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah, no, I'm actually, just going to start it's, saying it's Mocha word. instead of the N word. <laughs> <laughs> oh, eventually Mocha's gonna be the new I don't but, I'm afraid to say it I know, I'm afraid right? to say it on a podcast right? it's scary it's scary it's scary I wouldn't have been afraid if this were I don't know 10 years ago but god no this is 2020 this is the witch hunting era yeah goodness and in a way that's good in, 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 in a way in a way it's good that we've kind of progressed yeah, I think there's something I, I think there are people that have gone way too far mm-hmm. and I think as far as PC culture goes, there's like a slow push back against it. Yeah, absolutely. Like recently, uh, John Boyega, you know, John Boyega, 
Oh, the yeah. Black Iron Star Wars. Yeah. My mocha. Finn. Uh, he, uh, he made a joke on, uh, Twitter or something about, uh, uh, it's not about, was it the joke about Ray's character or the joke about Kelly Tran? It's a, it's a joke about, uh, the Ray character. Okay. And he was like, he's like, it's not about who you kiss. It's about who lays the pipe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then there's like this huge, like backlash from like the regressive left just like oh you're so sexist i can't believe you'd say something uh, and he's like i wasn't saying it about uh uh whatever her name is riley daisy, daisy. uh it was it was about the character it was about mm-hmm. the way our characters interact like mm-hmm. because like finn like is supposed mm-hmm. to like have a crush on ray or whatever mm-hmm. i don't i don't fucking know anyway a lot of people were like oh and then she was he was just like you guys are idiots like mm-hmm. he's not even he's like unapologetic about mm-hmm. it He's like, some people like, some people like, one guy was like, oh my God, I can't believe like so fucking sexist, you know, like you're an idiot. And the guy, he, <laughs> John Boyega just responds with, you're an idiot. <laughs> like he doesn't, he's just not even is like fucking deal with it, you guys. Mm-hmm. Like get over it. Yeah. And I kind of like that there's like, there's still a few people left in Hollywood that are just like fucking, it's a joke. Yeah. It's a joke about fake fictitious people. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, it's like, I can't believe you do this slang for sex. Like you're not even allowed to make jokes about sex anymore. Uh, like you can't say bumping uglies like you can't like you can't horrors i don't know but apparently you can't say laying the pipe like which is a great metaphor for sex mm, i gotta say I, if i'm being honest when you said laying the pipe i was pretending i understood the joke and i didn't <laughs> no it's about banging <laughs> okay okay huh i think that's pretty good i did that's pretty good yeah right i again, you gotta pee again I need to use the washroom all right well i think we're at a Six o'clock here. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. I guess we should probably worry about we're about two hours. I think two hours and twelve minutes. Wow. Yeah. So uh, let's just wrap up and say. Um, so you've taken some things away from your attempt at clean living. Is there something that so you take cold showers? Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna start kickboxing again. Yeah. What's something that you want to? Uh, What's one thing that you're going to add to it? Is oh. What's the next thing that you want to... Well, to pull on my list again, there were a lot of habits I plan on implementing over the next year, two years. I, the, things are things that I want to have in my daily routine. I want to get up early. I want to be an early riser. Yeah. I love early mornings. I want to meditate every day. Yeah. I want to journal, ideally every day if there is a need for it. Yeah. Um, cold showers, clean diet, no sugar... Nothing, yeah. Less processed up. It's just a matter of implementing all of these things. What's the next thing that you're gonna add? At the um consistent sleep schedule. Okay. Um, getting getting up at six o'clock every day because I feel like that's a cornerstone for meditation. Because meditation for me is the best in the morning. So a yeah. lot of things. I you're supposed to meditate in the morning. Yeah. People meditate right before bed is kind of useless. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to do the habits that are gonna make the other habits become a byproduct of it. I just like, yeah. some habits. So I think the next thing for me is especially that work starting up again. Just early mornings. Yeah. Um, I love early mornings. Um, but I just really need to simplify and stop overthinking. Yeah. I was originally doing all of this. Yeah. So that boxing would be easier. If I have a clean life, I'm gonna have more, you know, motivation to go to the gym. Yeah. If, I'm, if I feel good, I'm eating good. I'm gonna go to the gym. I just need to start going to the gym. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. So for me, aside from having a consistent early morning, 
because I like early mornings. You need to get closer to the mic there. Um, <laughs> yeah, aside from having the consistent early mornings, I just need to start boxing. Um, instead yeah. of overthinking, you know, the approach to it. Just that, that was that that was I never finished that story before, but like the whole Joe Rogan like started like I was just I like I just need to go to the jujitsu thing. I just need to go do the jujitsu mm-hmm. and start doing it, and then I, suddenly a year will have passed, and I will have been doing jujitsu for a year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because that's how time works. It is. And like people are always like, I'll just do it tomorrow. I'm going to do it tomorrow. Yeah. But then you just keep doing it tomorrow until it's next year. I that's literally 2019 for Deontay. Which Ricardo. is why I started like why I started this podcast yeah. and my website and everything. No more wasted days mm-hmm. because every fucking day I was like, fuck, I waste. Like I didn't. It's so frustrating. I didn't put anything out. I didn't create anything. I didn't leave anything behind. I didn't mm-hmm. learn anything. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't affect anybody like, yeah. like when I sit down and do these podcasts with you or other, my friends and you know, we get up and leave and it's like, people are like, wow, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I, I, I learned something I, you know, I, I haven't sat down and just talked to someone mm-hmm. like that for me. Like, I feel like I've had effect on someone, mm-hmm. even if it's just one person. And like, I love that. And then I love that we have the podcast recorded mm-hmm. that if someone else decides to listen to it, they feel like, you know, it's, you're kind of participating, right? Yeah. So my aunt asked me, I told her I was doing a podcast with my friend. Yeah. She's like, she's very much a lot about self-help and motivations. And uh, she's very, very one of the smartest people I know. And she's like, why do you want to do a podcast? Just curious. I said, well, he loves doing it. And I, you know, it's kind of like chatting, like, you know, he he likes creating and I like how to be the, no, why do you like doing podcasts? Like, why do you want to go on? air and, and speak your mind for two hours because you know that can be a very dangerous thing but yeah. like, you know what is your reasoning and i thought about it she told me to dwell on it because she just not not to prevent me from doing yeah. it but more to know know why you do something yeah and the reason i i'm up on here again and, and the reason i said it in the first place is i just i love conversation and I conversation felt, is great i felt the first time we did it like i had never sat up and talked with someone for that long about so many different subjects um and I just I love conversation. I also like putting myself out there to get conversation back. And yeah. my ideal, if I had a YouTube channel with a hundred people and a couple of them would comment on a video yeah. and, and, and talk about the subject, I just love conversation and I love being heard. Yeah. And and that, that and, and Aunt Deb, that's why I'm on here. Putting oh. your ideas out there. I love putting my ideas out there. I love conversation. I love conversation with you. I love and talking to you. I like, we have great, I like creating we have great podcasts. Yeah, we do. And and I, I know I like being heard. I like creating. So yeah, that's my no, answer on Deb. Yeah, I I agree. That's kind of one of the things. And like, this one of the things like I, one of the things I say a lot, and it, it's weird because I was I feel kind of like it's bragging, but like you know like things you've told me and my other friends have told me is um uh a lot of people have told me I should start a podcast, I should start a blog, and yeah. like just share my ideas and my thoughts and the way I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is kind of what I want to do here. And mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes when I, especially when I do my singles um, and like I talk sometimes like my thoughts start to kind of fall apart yep. while I'm talking and it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but just talking and learning about how to talk about your ideas and share them in a way mm-hmm. that makes sense to other people, I think mm-hmm. is very important. Yeah. Cause sometimes I'll have a thought in my head. I'm like, well, that makes sense. And then I start talking about mm-hmm. it and I'm like this, I'm not articulating this mm-hmm. properly. Right. So I think that's very important, but it's the same thing. I love having conversation yeah. and I love talking to people and I love, you know, just putting things away for two hours and just being face to face with one other person or two other people mm-hmm. and just kind of seeing where the conversation takes you. It's, it's, it's one of the most natural things, if anything, about this day is sitting down and conversing with someone. Yeah. You know, as opposed yeah. to me being at home this morning, you know, playing video games, watch TV. This is 
real. Yeah. And I love it. And um, I think before I next time I, I, I do I'm hoping there's a next time. Oh, there'll definitely be a next um, time. Anytime, gonna, anytime you want to do a podcast. I'm gonna come with some more I guess material pre thought. Um, just come up come with some science yeah. questions because I gonna, love I love answering yeah. science. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna have a walk before so. Yeah, we'll go. You'll come over and we'll go for a we'll go for a walk together. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that'd be a wonderful preemptive idea. walk. We should. Bring the mics on the walk. Bring we. I mean, we, we can should. just we can record on our phone, oh. and then we cut that, and then mm. I can splice the phone mm. recording with this one. Mm-hmm. Let me go. The quality will be a lot lower, but yeah. Cool. Yes, all in all, thanks again for having me, man. Yeah, thanks for I coming, man. It. Anytime, anytime. Uh, we'll definitely do this again sometime sooner. Now that I have my own space, mm. I'm hoping to turn this into like an actual like studio with like I want to like hang sheets mm. from I and cover mm. the walls to mm-hmm. kind of, like make the space smaller and mm-hmm. reduce any noise bounce. Uh, but anyways, I'm going to let Deontay go to the bathroom. Yeah, remind me next time to not drink so much water. We both water. have places to be. Goodness gracious. Nah, man. Burst. I'm the same way. Anyway, uh, thanks everyone for listening. And like we were just talking about, get out and stop wasting those days. <laughs>